It is a beautiful, I mean, a gorgeous night in Cleveland. Uh, I don't know if we could ask for a better example of the perfect riding weather today. It's just a little on the cool side. And, and we're talking into a microphone. Well, and we're outside, though, so we're going to hear a lot of street noise. So we're going to have, like, different than a crackle cast, we got the sound of Cleveland going on behind us. So I'm sure that we're going to have sirens, which our podcast listeners love hearing wee, sirens. Because they all, like, fucking being pulled over. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so as the you know from our... listeners will notice the difference between the ambulance oh, and the popo. Yeah, the ambulance <laughs> definitely makes a different noise. And uh, Okay, to my immediate left is... Joe. And to his immediate left is... Dustin. And to his immediate left is... Johnny Chrome. And, of course, your humble narrator, Phil Waters. We're going to see who else shows up. Um, there may have been some te- technical difficulty today. I may have... I thought I texted the... the podcast crew but maybe it didn't go out but they know where we are and they know what's going on it's friday night they know where they're supposed to be and you know we appreciate people have other lives so joe what brings you to the podcast you have started listening to the podcast a a while ago how long ago did you start picking up the virus uh i would probably say a couple months ago before i bought that bmw r50 slash 5 off you he hasn't ridden yet no he bought it but he hasn't ridden it yet there goes uh hear that yeah. That's a Chinese motor strapped to some sort of a lowest bidder bicycle. <laughs> yeah. But it does have something resembling ape hangers on it. What do we call that? What do we figure? It's not a whizzer. It's, it's a, a chizzer. Chizzer. Yeah. yeah, it's a chizzer. So, um, yeah. And we just lost our entire Chinese audience. No, we didn't. Not at all. They're happy their products <laughs> oh, are making well. it here. Think about what that. Think about what that motor had to do to get here. Mm-hmm. Right. First of all, it had to escape the warm embrace of the eight-year-old that built it. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, so you bought my my '71 BMW R50. Yep. And you wouldn't have bought it if I haven't been going through this fucking weird period I'm going through right now, where I'm selling everything. Um, if it has a carburetor, it's for sale. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have been without you knowing, long gaming you. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I've known you've had it up there for a couple of years. Basically, fell in love with a two-year long game. That it's like two, two or three years. I give you credit. I saw that explains it. why your girlfriend's so hot. That was really easy. That was just at the He's bar. Been in that. this relationship two years longer than you. And she has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. You have only known me for a short while. However, I've known you and your motorcycle for years. Well, that's good. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. Mr. Bond. Well, that's good because, well, you actually bought it, whereas everyone else just circled. Like, we've had so many people circle both of those BMWs with the strongest of intentions to buy. (laughs) But apparently the strongest of intentions don't equal actually producing cash. Yeah. Right. Which you produce cash, no problem. So that's cool. Well, I've been saving up those years. Um, <laughs> working second jobs, you know. He's got a little web. He's got a little webcam put in the corner of my shop. If he sees anybody looking at it too hard. Oh yeah. Yeah. The uh, well, that's cool. The uh, I mean, those bikes, those old BMWs like that, are very simple. They're very, yeah. very simple machines. They're very rugged machines. Like you can do a lot. You can do a lot wrong, and they'll still run pretty fucking good. Yeah. And but this one is one that our friend Chad McDade, um, years ago, after I got the bike, it just wasn't right, and I couldn't figure out what wasn't right about it, and I wasn't happy with it, and I didn't really feel confident enough to dive into it myself 
And so I sent it off to Chad McDade, who's, um, you know, there was a book called Shopcraft as Soulcraft. And they talk, in the book, they talk about BMW Chad from Chicago. Like, he's, he's one of these guys that you cut him, he bleeds oil. Blue and white. Yeah, he really does understand. <laughs> and he understands the way machines work. And he's just, he's always had that thing. And he went through the bike for me and set it up. And he did a really wonderful job. I mean, he's a, he is everything that anyone's ever said. You don't get called BMW Chad in Chicago unless you've earned it. And he really did earn it, and uh, the bike's always been fun, but I don't take it out much. It goes out on a distinguished gentleman's ride, it goes out for, like, those type of rides, but it doesn't go out for anything else. And that's not, you know, you can't own a motorcycle that way. It's sitting there, and I can hear the carburetors getting dirty, and I can hear the battery dying, and, like, all that shit, and just, like, fuck it, man. Somebody else needs to own all of these motorcycles. They need to go out and frolic and run and jump and climb trees. <laughs> so that's cool. Did you have a motorcycle before this one? Uh, no. I've been riding my girlfriend's Vespa. Mm-hmm. Um, basically yep. when she's not on occasion. And I've been wanting one for the last couple of years. And I, I knew I wanted a standard bike. Yeah. So I was, gonna, I was actually going to go for a Japanese bike, a vintage Japanese bike. Which was easy, right. and then not the worst way to start. Yeah, and then we're driving down the street, saw a BMW go by, caught my eye, mm-hmm. started researching it, and then I went to like I wanted the kickstart, so that was a slash five or a slash six. Yep, so early seventies. Yep, you just and started then, narrowing it down. Oh, and then the second I saw the um, speedometer and tachometer built into the headlight, yeah, I I fell in love. It is gorgeous. Knocked me down to a slash five, yep. which is basically seventy one to seventy three. And so at that point I got screwed because my selection got really limited. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted something that was unmolested, and everyone's turned a good chunk of slash fives or slash sixes yeah. into cafe racers. Cut them up. Yeah. Pods and wrapped pipes. Yeah. yeah. No, this one was one that when I got it, it was when I got it, it was very original, and I didn't have to do a lot to it. But I didn't want it to be a cafe racer. I wanted it to be a gentleman's motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And it also got to the point where the market, just the world was getting saturated with exactly what you're saying. Too many bikes that were chopped up and had, you know, oh, look at this. It's got, they wrapped the headers. Let's like, make a bobber. Yeah, let's make a bobber. <laughs> right, exactly. Let's make a jumper. Yeah. yeah. It would, so to me, that bike, from the first second I looked at that bike, mm-hmm. I was like, I need to bring this bike back to stock. I need to bring it back to the way it would have looked when it left the dealership. And aside from the high handlebars, that's what I did. Yeah. You know, I put handlebars that were very gentlemanly, like, you know, they're a nice little standard, you know, TT bar or whatever you want to call that. Um, but everything else on the bike is just the way it left, just the way it left the factory. Very so. stately. It is a state, like I said, <laughs> it's a distinguished bike. <laughs> and you know what? Five speeds are for savages. A real man can get the job done with four. Yeah. The perfect transmission has one gear. None of this shifting. Yeah. <laughs> who wants to be sh- Who wants to be shifty? That's when you buy a zero. Well, I mean, the irony is I've got black bombers, which are four speeds. Mm-hmm. I've got the R50, which is a fourth speed. You were behind me on that R50 when I was going over 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they all caught up to me, and they were giving me, they were giving me shit. They're like, what the fuck got into you? I was like, well, I saw that Neil was on his 836 Honda CB750. I was on your 
uh, Hawk 650. You were on my GT 650 Hawk, right? Yeah. And we had this whole gaggle of people, and I was undoubtedly the slowest bike there. In fact, by a long shot. If there would have been a buddy scooter there, I might have still been in second place. And so when we left the bar, I was like, I'm going to make these guys earn it. <laughs> I love when stories start with when we left the bar <laughs> on motorcycles. Yeah, this might have been pre Porco. This was a Spitfire night. Uh, it and was a Spitfire. It was night. a Spitfire night, and I just gave it. I gave it the beans, and we got. We came all the way down here, and when he got off the exit ramp, Neil pulled up and he goes, "What the fuck has gotten into you?" I was like, "I don't know. What are you talking about?" He goes, you're going 105 miles an hour. And I was like, impossible. This bike won't go 105. <laughs> and he goes, you were going 105. And you pulled up and you were like, you're going 105 miles an hour. Oh, we lost McDermott. Oh, yeah, we lost McDermott. He's on his CB500. Right. And I looked I looked on the speedometer and I said, I'm telling you, this speedometer never went over 100. <laughs> Doesn't it stop at like 90-something? No, no, it goes to like 115 or 120. But, but it was just one of those ones where I just kind of was like, oh, let's just see what the old girl's got. Because... And had bought, I'd gone through the break-in again, because, you know, the motor's rebuilt and everything. So I'd gone through the break-in. I figured it was a good, safe opportunity. And I had just enough alcohol in my system to realize, you know, we both could stand to stretch our legs tonight. <laughs> and it worked out pretty well. It was fun. And, that, and that's when... Uh, that was when uh, Neil had said that I was smoking out of the left cylinder, out of the left pipe. Oh, yeah? Because it was sitting... Because I had it on the side stand. <laughs> so I had it on the side stand. And BMWs, if you leave them on the side stand, they tend to accumulate liquids over on the left side of the, the motor. The boxer. So the boxer will tend to smoke a little on that left left pipe. And so I uh, I was like, well, you know, I had to blow that smoke out. <laughs> I had to clean it. <laughs> it worked well. Clean well, the pipes. It's a fun... Like, those bikes are fun because I was just riding it around earlier today. I wrote it out this morning. I adjusted the, you know, it's got a really interesting thing. It's got a chain that connects the two throttle cables to your twist grip. Hmm. So there's a little ball chain in there, like you'd use to pull the light on your ceiling fan. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a little ball chain that goes into a little carrier that's like basically a union. And, you know, you, you got to just adjust it just right so you don't have like 14 inches of turn before it activates the carbs. But by the same token, you're also kind of sinking them because you don't want the carbs to operate independent of each other. Yeah. So it was kind of fun. I kind of went through that and gave those little adjustments today and got the clutch into a position where a normal person can operate it. Because the way I had it was two fingers and literally a half an inch of travel gave you full operation of the clutch, which is the way I tend to like my bikes, but not the way normal people like them because it removes that element of creep. Uh, that people that are new to motorcycles <laughs> find so attractive. <laughs> so, so wait a second. When, when does this thing engage? Phil says I'll bring my own creep thing. That's you. right. When does this clutch engage? Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you do need to shift, you need to barely shift. Like the way I normally have my motorcycles set up, there's very little free play at the end, and it's just a, a slight movement of two fingers does everything you'll ever need to do. It's like in a car. You barely touch the clutch, and right. it does. And that's kind of the game. The uh, <clears throat> It's fun. So, uh, oh, I wanted to give a, te- a tech tip tonight. Oh, really? Ooh. Yes. If you have a motorcycle, and it hasn't run for a couple of years, maybe three years, four years, and it's a katana, like a big one, <laughs> like, what is that, like 1,800 cc's, 1,000 cc's? Katana? That burgundy one back there with the power windshield? It's an 1,100? 11, yeah. 
Nine, back from the uh, year of our Lord, 1991. Shit. Yeah, year of our Lord, 1991. If you have one of those turds that doesn't run, bring right. it to see Luke Crosta. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> if you take... No. Here's the rules of motorcycle shops. And this will help you in your future in- interactions with other, what I call, service providers. When you take your motorcycle to... That's the one that has a leaf blower... Uh, Leaf blower oh. pipe on it. The uh, when you take your motorcycle to the shop and you tell them that the reason you're bringing it in is because it was running okay when it was parked two years ago or three years ago, then we're going to pretend like it was running okay when it was parked two or three years ago. Doctor Gregory House said it best when he said the patient always lies. Sure they do. They never give you the full story. So here's what we're going to do when you bring a non-running motorcycle to us. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to drain that substance that you were calling oil out of the motorcycle because we don't want to run that liquid through your motorcycle that you've told us already is at least two years old and has at least five or six ounces of water in it from condensation. So we're going to drain that out. The second thing that we're probably going to do is we're going to check the fuel system and make sure that, you know, that the fuel can get from where the gas is, you know, where the old dinosaurs live to where you're going to destroy them. We're going to check that out. We're going to do a compression check to make sure there's a chance and shit of this thing running. And then we're probably going to hook some sort of a power supply to it to make sure that the electrons make it from the battery to the sparky bits without catching the bike on fire in between. So these things all need to happen in that order. And if we get to the point where we make those things happen and we have sparks coming out of the sparking plugs and we have compression in the compression holes and... We're reeling at that point to try and start the motorcycle. Well, we're, guess what we're going to do? We're going to start the motorcycle. We're going to start it up. And we're going to see how it's running. And at that point, we're going to find out whether you were honest to us when you told us what the bike was actually brought in for or what it was parked for. And if you really don't know why the bike was parked or if you bought it used or whatever, just tell us that. Just, just let us know. It's like telling your dentist you floss. <laughs> It's a little white lie, man. Yeah, yeah, sure, I floss. Why not? I got, I got a floss thing in my pocket right now. Yeah. A little, little floss thing, right? That counts, doesn't it? They always know. They, they always, always know, know, man. The dentist is going to fucking know. So, fuck that. So He's sitting there looking at you going, yeah, last time you flossed was when your lady didn't shave. That's right. Yeah. And they're still in there now, damn it, you savage. <laughs> Would you eat a handful of Oreos before you came to this meeting? <laughs> so... <laughs> The thing that you're going to find out real quickly is the the mechanics are going to have like five or six hours of work into your bike, and you have to pay them for those hours. Yeah, he's going to Leave refill it to it. the new guy to yeah. make the crinkles. He's going to make the crinkles. <laughs> Dude, he brought us. He brought beer. He brought cheese crinkles. Um, these are actually uh, called. These aren't Dan D. Corn Twisties. These are cheese crinkles, which is named for the noise they make on the podcast. Although. Sure. <laughs> But just remember, you're going to pay for every hour the guy works on your bike. Or they're not going to give the bike back to you. That's the way it works. I hate to say it, but we are kind of holding all the cards in this situation. And after a certain amount of time, there's a thing called a mechanics lien. After two weeks, after two weeks, I can submit the paperwork and ultimately own your motorcycle if you don't pay your bill. Now, the tough thing about this is we did that five or six or seven hours of... He brought fancy beer too, didn't he? 
Look at that. Support yeah. your local brewer. Market Pop. Garden. Market Garden. Market Garden. Yeah, that's it. Little, little, little shout out to the... Uh, that's a McNulty project, isn't it? Market Garden? I think that's a... Yeah. It's a wheat beer, so you'll like it. Yeah, it is a wheat beer. I will like it. So what's going to happen is we are going to... We are absolutely going to charge you for the work that we do. Even if we discover five or six hours in that you got a bad head gasket or a warped head. <laughs> or we run your bike for 25 minutes and the heat's off the charts. Well, the heat's only off the charts for one reason, and that's because you do have a, a warped head or a bad head gasket or something along those lines. Air is going places air shouldn't fucking go. But you see, we've already done all the shitty stuff. We've done all the expensive stuff. We've rebuilt four carburetors. Because you can't find out if you got a warped head gasket until the motor's running correctly. And what happens is, if you don't give us all the information, if you give me all the information, I might look at it and go, dude, it's a 91 Katana 1100. It's worth 850 bucks. Do you really want to put 1200 into it? And then we'll have a counseling session that will make me sound like a know-it-all pretentious asshole, but might scare you away from saying, like, well, I, you know, I got the bike for 800 If I put 2000 into it, then I only have 2800 in the bike and everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be fine. You have $2,800 on a $1,200 bike. Right, and we're going to make it run. But after it runs, it's going to experience stresses it hasn't experienced in 10 years. And then all kinds of shit is going to break. Like, and also, after you work on the bike... Yeah. The bike becomes your problem. Of course. It's like adopting herpes. Right. It's, you, you can't know, get rid of it. You get the bike running. Everything's right. great. You give it back to right. them. Yeah. Another <clears throat> catastrophe happens. Right. Yeah. That's why shops don't work on bikes yeah. that are over 14 years old. Right. You put new mirrors on my bike and now it blew up. Yes, we did. We installed the special blow-up mirrors. <laughs> Those cost extra. It, it, it really does happen every day. It does I mean, happen I've got day. one that... I just did a starter mm-hmm. clutch. Right. The, the spray little clutch. roller, yeah, spray clutch. Little spray rollers, clutch. Yeah. plungers, and springs. Uh, two, two fifty, yeah, two fifty Honda. Yeah. Want to be rebel? Yeah. Old CM, CB, whatever. Yeah. Starter clutch. Right. Crank, 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 crank. Yeah. Doesn't start. The tiniest little bit of wolf juice. I mean, right. I want to have proof of life. Mm. And it does start. And it blows. Combustion yeah. gases yeah. out both fucking sides of the engine yeah. because it's got head, a blown head gasket, blown, yeah. and the head gasket's been blown for a long fucking time. But nobody's running, nobody's fired a shot in anger in that motor for so long that all the things that were being held together by oil. We're getting all the good uh, motorcycle sounds uh, Obviously, a watcher of the um, the anarchies. Yes, yes. Because yes. he had the combination of both the ape hangers and the Viper. The, yeah, the Viper fairing. So the MGO Viper fairing with, with the things. ape hangers. That guy's, that guy's yeah. everything. He's all <laughs> things. I got a cafe racer fairing and ape hangers. What the hell? <laughs> On my Dyna. On my Dyna. <laughs> Throwing a big fat rear tire. Giant, giant rear tire with a huge offset sprocket. About three inches. Welded right to the original. Sprockets. <laughs> Welded right to the original pulley. Yeah. That's genius. But that's just letting you know that when you bring a bike into a mechanic, make sure he knows everything you know. Even if you think you got a hint, tell him. Tell him everything you got. Tell him about shit that happened on maybe not even on this bike. Tell him. (laughs) like, Like, don't miss anything. Give him all the information. Because as we, if we get in deep and we find some shit, then it's going to turn into, well... 
we spent a thousand dollars getting here. Do are, are we cool with spending another two thousand to get you to the next? Holy shit! I hope not. I mean, I can't spend money that way. I mean, that's that's just wacky. That's like that's it's way cheaper to buy a motor. Okay, all right. I see you pointing. So you're you're saying it's cheaper to tell you up front yeah. what's going always, on and what always. happened versus you spending hours and hours and hours basically figuring out the stuff. That we'll eventually find it. We'll eventually figure yeah. it out, maybe. But it would just be easier for us to go. Oh yeah, you know what? That's that's a great thing for us to go. You know, maybe before we do anything else, we'll do a leak down test. You know, maybe before we do anything else, we'll look into some other other options. Or maybe before we do anything else, we're going to sell you, tell you to go off and, you know, off you fucking go find a replacement <laughs> motor. Off, yeah. well, no, no, just go get a motor. <laughs> like, for instance, the Triumph guy with the Daytona, right? Yeah, that was a good one. That's, That's a great a example. Great. That's a modern motorcycle that basically ate I, its own lunch. He didn't know. He did. He was the, the pilot. He was a pilote. Yeah. That got his bell rung. Yeah. So he had no idea how long that bike was on its side trying to run. Also true. While not having any lubrication properties yeah, of oil. Yeah, while not re- recycling its oil. Right. But same I mean, thing, you know, cam blown up, cam guides blown up, mm-hmm. head blown up. Mm-hmm. So go get a Did motor. Crash it on the track? No, no, no. no. Street. No. Just oh, street. street. But you just like, the bike was on its side and it ran as long as it could run on its side. And then mm. it got brought back up again. It got lifted back up again and tried to be put into yeah, service. It wasn't, but it's, it yeah. wasn't that yeah. bad of a... Right. Ace no bueno. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that bad of a crash. It just right. the, it was on its The top side. end was launched. <clears throat> so the long and short of it is, go find a motor, bring us a motor. Because it's way cheaper. I don't care what motorcycle you're riding. If you're listening to the, this podcast, somebody has crashed the exact same motorcycle you're riding. Maybe a different color. But somebody's crashed one, which means the motor's probably sitting in a box somewhere, needing an owner. It is so much cheaper to buy a motor. Motors have very little value. They are definitely not the sum of their parts. Uh, a crank can cost you $800. A motor can cost you 450 So buy a motor. You know, this is one time that it's good to trust the eBay gods. Take a shot. <laughs> Get the motor. Especially good if you can happen to drive to where it is or if you can, you know talk to a breaker's yard if you can find a shop in your area that takes apart motorcycles we have a great one here you know outside of cleveland that we can use but if you can go Wars. get that motor yeah we don't want to uh, i don't oh. i mean <laughs> sorry that's cool I, not trying to promote him <laughs> well he doesn't like he doesn't do direct marketing oh okay okay that's not his game he puts it on mm-hmm. ebay and then you go to him he doesn't want there's no walk-ins allowed at his property he is not a shop, so he really he really has a brilliant business plan, and that is you have to be vetted before you'll ever actually get to, to talk to him as a human being. You have to make it through three or four different electronic doorways <laughs> before he actually deals with you yeah. and your no money monkey have an ass. Uh, you know, I need a new motor for my ZX eleven thousand Um Yeah, can you pay for it? Now, I have a question. If you're going to get a new motor, do you have to work? So I'm a motorcycle yeah. novice. Yeah. A motor's got a serial number on it. That's linked. It's your VIN number. My box, my box I just got. Yep. Has a VIN number. Yep. So do you worry about title at that point? Nope. No. It's a salvage. Motorcycles nope. are titled. 
uh, off the VIN number on the frame. Yeah. Frame only, yeah. not frame even only. Order? Yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's not that. Go ahead, go ahead. There's the belief, and then there's the reality. The belief is that way back in 1971, when you, your motorcycle was sold to the first victim, that the first victim had a, a document, and on that document it said, this is the serial number of the motorcycle. And then also underneath that it said, this is the motor number of this motorcycle. And this was written down on a document in 1971. I know very few dealers that actually write those things down. And as we've gotten to the electronic age of activating warranties and doing registrations via electrons and, you know, a system of tubes, we don't actually ever use the motor number as a reference anymore. And it's very rare when some form will come up, even when we're doing a warranty claim on a bike that may even have a catastrophic motor failure, that they want the motor number. They want the VIN. Because the day the bike leaves the factory, everything is based on the VIN. Now, you can use the motor number sometimes to determine, in the case of, like, my uh, police Eldorado. So I have a Moto Guzzi police Eldorado in there. The motor number on the bike is different, and very rarely is it this numbers match scenario. The uh, Very, very rarely does it, like... When somebody says, oh, yeah, I've got a 1957 T-Bird, mm-hmm. and it's worth more money because the numbers match. Well, <clears throat> very few motorcycle companies actually did have matching numbers. Yeah, no. In fact, a lot of times, if somebody calls me, he's like, oh, yeah, it's great, the numbers match. Then I go, hold on, you're full of shit, you're a charlatan, because in the history of 30 years of working on these motorcycles, I've not seen one where the motor number matched the frame number. Now, in some in Vespas and some scooters, they do. Or they'll be like off by like there'll be a number T or an M to denote that it's the motor. Old part triumphs. Of the numbers. Some old triumphs have yeah. matching numbers. Exactly. Yeah, but pre, yeah, pre, yeah. pre 71 or 72 Harley well, Davidsons were. Right. They were matching numbers. I mean, but everything, yeah. in, everything since the advent of uh, foot shifting. <laughs> <laughs> Right on, man. It's probably going to have different numbers because the factory makes a shit ton of motors and the other part of the factory makes a shit ton of frames. And at some point, the motors get shot into the frames and there's not a guy with a little fucking uh, punch set going, oh, okay, uh, uh, hold on a second. There's a 137J playing the Fred Flintstone. It's a living! (laughs) You know, banging these fucking numbers into the side of the cases. So... That job doesn't exist anymore. The motors get numbered over here, and that tells you what bearing set went into the motor. That tells you what the ECU went into the motor. That tells you what went into the motor. And then that motor gets put in the assembly line somewhere. Like, you know, who knows where your motorcycle... Like, the motor might have come from China, uh, depending on what brand you're operating. The motor came from somebody else. They had to put mo- They had to put numbers on that motor... So later on down the run, when they go, oh, shit, man. Did you ever notice that we have uh, 900 warranty claims for everything that was built between Thursday and uh, Saturday? They go, yeah, it's all motor numbers between this and this. Shit, let's go find out who's got those motor numbers. (laughs) And then they can go. Who was hung over that day? Well, they can also (laughs) say, you know, like... Tony was working on the Tony was working on the motor line that day, and Tony's never put a bearing in before, and he put all his seals in backwards. 
You know? It's like the old joke. They say, never buy anything that was built on a Monday or a Friday. My wife's <laughs> Ford Focus. I will agree with that. My wife's Ford, first Ford Focus. Second Ford Focus, I swear. Was built in Mexico, and the manufacturing date was legitimately the Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> and it was a Friday. Oh, shit. So she had a Mexican-built Ford Focus on Cinco de Mayo that was a Friday. And... Uh, it had issues. There were issues. Because at some point you do you have enough issues that you look in to see what day the car was actually built on because you're you're curious why this particular car And you cannot get rid of that tequila smell. Nope. <laughs> uh, but the the thing is like that's a car that also had like a wonky motor yeah. that was producing, you know it was rated to produce hundred and fifteen horsepower and pr- produced ninety-three. And it wasn't like any one thing was wrong with it. It just was slightly lo- slightly less power than it should have been putting out its whole life. Go figure. Cinco de Mayo on a Friday that in Mexico. Taco in the <laughs> cylinder. That's what I'm saying. We had we had an engine come through hot uh, hot test. Actually, yeah. cold test. There's a cold test station. They cycle one out of every ten or something, whatever. Okay. But through cold test, we had an engine in uh, plant two. Um, and what Ford, manufacturer is this? Ford 3 liters. Ford 3 liters. Ford Six-cylinder Duratec V6 3 liter, yep. We had one come through cold test that yeah. it, it wouldn't wouldn't spit. I mean, mm-hmm. through cold test, they basically do compression tests. Okay, yeah. Brrr, spin it with an air motor, Okay. and it, it should be certain parameters. Yeah. One cylinder is way out. So in the repair bay, it, had a, it literally had a bologna sandwich in <laughs> Cylinder five. It literally, half a bologna sandwich. Had a bologna sandwich. That's sandwich fantastic, QC man. <laughs> Was it built in prison? <laughs> uh, built in Brook uh, Park. <laughs> built in Brook Park. I was going to say, <laughs> not a Joe Howard plant. Finest Ford has. No, they don't there. build engines out there. They put, yeah. put them together. Put cars. They together put wheels on things out there. Yeah. But yeah, that is. I mean, that's a real thing. Is. Motor numbers absolutely don't necessarily have to do anything to do with the actual VIN or vehicle identification number. The uh, And also, they used to be at least kind of the same number of numbers. You know, they were seven digits, six digits. Then they became ten digits, 14. Now there's 17 digits. So there's so much data. you got so many, so many elements of data that are tied to each segment of your 17-digit VIN. It'll tell you right down to where uh, where the thing was built. Yeah, so, it's it's like you look at this. You can decode it. Long line of like what looks like gibberish, uh-huh. but every digit in there means something. Right. They all do. Yeah. Hey, it's the KZ guys. Hey, yeah, buddy. But I will point out. I will throw one thing in there, Joe. It's always a good idea if you do have to replace an engine, or in some vehicles, transmission. Harleys even have transmission yep. numbers. Get a bill of sale. Yep. For your used part that you're buying, yep. state of every state's different. State of Ohio, anything you do to that motorcycle that is deemed by the state, mind you, right. to cost a hundred dollars for the part or more, they can ask you to see a receipt. Mm-hmm. That's so if you're like, building something up from salvage. Well, it, yeah. they they can. I mean, yeah. they can make you prove. You know, I don't know. I don't think there's a... I don't, I, yeah, I don't think you get pulled over and, like... I think in the old days when guys were chopping up a lot of Harley-Davidson's yeah. and chopping up a lot of sport bikes. But I think that, for the most part, 
if you're buying a motor from a breaker's yard from a guy that actually does, you know, you're going to get a receipt. Apart, you're going to get a receipt, and you know, the guys that are good at it, the guys who really do make money on it, uh, it's not, you know, Slappy's, you know, Slappy's backyard shop. We're like, oh yeah, man, I got this. Uh, I got this 88 cubic inch motor here. I just sort of just sort of fell in my lap, you know. Um, yeah, never mind those obvious molestation marks all over it or where I've ground through the numbers with the die grinder. You know, those are all the obvious stuff. But really, it is <laughs> it is so easy. There are so many motors. Now, it is a crapshoot because is the motor you're buying worse than the motor that you're taking out? And with a lot of shit, we always like to say, well, nobody ever, nobody ever quit riding a perfectly good running motorcycle. There was some other contributory factor. That, that got that bike off the road. But it, a lot of bikes get wrecked. I mean, the statistics on how many bikes actually survive their owners is pretty slim. But the uh, when a bike gets wrecked, a bike tumbles down the road, the motor is kind of protected in there, and they can, they can still be okay. And mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of transplanted motors give a bike that had a, a, a no hope of survival get the bike back on the road again. With a, with a motor, and that's kind of cool, you know, that's that's pretty neat, and it does save, man, it does save tearing that thing apart and going in and looking for the one fucking failure point. Um, we're like, oh, it could be a much, much easier way to get your bike it back just, on the road again. It just flat out saves a bunch of money, too. Yeah, it I does. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Ah, swallow that, the valve. That thing, yeah. that thing that Luke just put yep. together there, they wanted $1,400 for just the crankshaft. For just the crank. And then, you, and, then you had, and then you had to buy rods. The bikes and worth. I mean, for less than yeah. half of that, yeah. right? Right. Give for or the, take. Right. For less than the price. You got a you got yeah. a, a, a bolt in a bolt in running motor. Yeah. Right. And if you're dealing with somebody reputable, had we hung this motor in, plumbed it, hooked it up, got everything working, and had it not fucking worked, we could have taken it back and got the money back. Oh, that particular, yeah, right. we would have. Yeah, because that's we're dealing with a reputable guy, a guy who makes his living on repeat business. And that's what you want. You want to deal with a guy that makes his living on repeat business. So, yeah, you can you can replace motors left, right, and center. I think that the guys were like, "Oh, well, you got to make sure you grind the numbers off." Like, that to me just looks sketchy. That, that to me just like looks like you're trying to be super sneaky. Should you buy the damn thing? You know, you bought it, you got a receipt for it. Sure. What the fuck? Yeah. Is this the original motor? Nope. Totally straight up with it. No, it's not the original motor. No. So if you're getting it from Craigslist, bill of sale. Fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, never put anything past Craigslist. There's a boxer motor, BMW. I think it's a slash six or a slash five. Someone's selling a name on, I think. Or... Just a motor? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I saw it in, uh, I saw it in Chagrin Falls. There's a, a whole R85. There's like an R85 Cafe Racer thing out there that somebody built up, and it's like cosmetically challenged, runs great, needs, and it had like it like needs. All the '80s bikes were cosmetic. All were, the '80s, all the '80s BMW. They were air, cosmetically air challenged when they left the factory. Horrible, like the, man. They were designed by these German guys that were sitting around going, "We don't have no squares. Can we make no squares? Is it possible to make the tires square? Can we make everything square? Because if we can make it square, it's BMW." Now is the time man sprockets when we dance. What was that? A 1979 Yamaha XS1100 came into the shop today. Yeah. On one motorcycle. I have seen one of the most exciting and interesting elements and a lot of awful. 
plenty of awful. <laughs> plenty of awful. Are you but, describing the rider, no, the passenger, the bike? The coolest thing about this bike is the headers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plenty of awful. The headers do this, and I'm making uh, interlacing. I'm making an interlacing uh, lacing basket weave with my four fingers. And what they do is the header pipes one, two, three, four. Instead of being boring like every other motorcycle and having the left two jugs exit the left side of the motorcycle via a two into one header, like two two headers into one pipe, and then the same thing but opposite on the right side of the motorcycle, two headers into one pipe. That's boring. Or like the CB 400F. Four into one, looking like all sexy spaghetti going over the left-hand side, all curvy and shit. That's cool. Into the big, flat, dumb collector out, out like a three-inch pipe out the back. Sexy? Cool. This was fucking cooler because for no reason at all, it went left header, like cylinder number one going from left to right. Probably one and three. Cylinder two, number four. one went to the right from the left. Cylinder number two went to the left. Cylinder number three, back to the right. Cylinder number four, off to the left. And it was just X's, and it looked fucking cool. And it was like a completely unnecessary design element just to be cool. Just so they could have, like, literally two sets of crossing X's at the front of the motorcycle when it's coming at you. Well done, Yamaha. That shit looks cool. Shaft drive bike... Four-cylinder inline four shaft drive. Okay, gotcha. You like a lot of angles in your build. That's cool. There's no problem with that. We can, we can make make power go anywhere. Do it have second gear? Uh, we haven't tried that yet because we haven't gotten that far yet. But the headlight was square. The speedometer was square. The tachyometer was square. The numbers on those things were square. The key's square. <laughs> the driver? Totally square. I'm surprised. The no, the, the driver. The driver was like Pavlovian, Ser, Serbian, and like he was a love child. He was. He had way too many consonants in his name. Like his name was like virtually unpronounceable. And uh, no vowels. No, there was name like, with no vowels. No, it was just like a bunch of V's. <laughs> My name is. <laughs> it was a bunch of V's and a bunch of D's. We have a thing over there called the uh, the Dubrovnik Gardens. We have a, a big giant. Slovenian home over there and uh, unlike the rest of the planet where the Serbians and the Croatians have been killing each other for the past 3,000 years in Cleveland they sort of realize that they've oh, guess what you've all become Clevelanders you have to hang out and they do and they hang out great and they just kind of do their thing and like the Serbian guys and the Serbian guys are like yeah yeah and you know, Croatian guys are like yeah yeah it's cool and they, they just do their thing and they all go to the same meetings and secret handshakes and stuff but this guy had this guy brought this bike in, and he was legit. He's like, yeah, parked it two years ago. I said, was it running great when you parked it? He goes, no, no. So, yeah, it wasn't running great when you parked it? No, no, it was really bad. It was missing all over the place. Ah, good, he's honest with me. You know, that's cool. And, it, you know, it's one of those bikes that I told him, I said, we're going to go through it. It's going to cost you about four hours to find out, you know. But at that point, it'll be like four hours you might be riding this thing, or four hours you might find out you don't want to invest another four. You know, it might be better to punt it along and find a new happy owner for it. So, he had a good attitude about it. The, uh, so, I did buy a, a thing this week. Oh, it's time for What Did Phil Buy? What Did Phil Buy this week? So, this is a game. we got to think of like a theme song for, for this. Like, what did Phil buy this week? 
That was a, what was that? There was a definitely a 70s game show. Yeah. The gong show. Hey, he worked for the CIA. Don't give him static. The, uh, okay. Three cylinders. We all, we can, we can do this. We're all sitting right next to it. So it is truly the elephant in the room, albeit a tiny, tiny elephant. But, <laughs> right. a tiny yeah. elephant. Yes. With two trunks. An elephant with two trunks. Go figure. The, uh, okay. So, what hints can we give our podcast listeners that they can play the game at home and see? We'll just give them, uh, we'll just give them like 12 hints. And then we'll tell them what it is. It's Japanese. It is Japanese. Yes, it is. Exactly. In fact, it came here from Osaka. Emmy Osaka? (laughs) (laughs) I never thought about that. That's hilarious. Our mechanic's name is Emmy Osaka. All right. So, uh, all right. Uh, Yeah, it has three cylinders. Hmm. 1,100 cc's. 1,000 cc's. 1,000 cc's. Hmm. 76 horsepower. Turbo. That's right. Turbo. Turbo. I feel safe in saying it seats two people. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I feel safe in saying that two, two, three would be pushing it. Two normally sized humans. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see what else. Um, Um, Lots of air. Oh no! I think it has. I think it has very good wind protection. Oh, eh, it, it's got a good very windshield good, on it. Very good wind protection. It's Rip very size, good wind protection. What, wheel size? Well, I might give it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If Hoffert was here with an RV, he likes those SYM. He likes those Sim RV two fifties. Yeah. It has the same size wheels, I think, as an SYM RV two fifty. It is liquid cooled. Mm. Right. Fuel injection. Fuel injected. Excellent. That's an excellent question. Fuel injected. Two exhausts. I can see two tailpipes. Wow. Yeah. There's there's two Audi holes. There's two two tailpipes. Yeah. There's right. There's definitely two Audi holes. Yeah. Yeah. I know what they go into. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, So there's two tailpipes. Exactly. Comes out of. That's right. Um, Let's think. Let's think. It's shaft drive. <laughs> it's actually dual shaft drive. It is shaft drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very retro. Mm-hmm. Very, very retro. What year is it? Very retro. It's a nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's a nineteen ninety. Yep. Only twenty thousand were produced, and it only arrived in four colors. You had to get in a lottery to get it. It's named after an opera. Yep. Uh, it's named after a character in an opera. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, God, what else is there? Its instrumentation is very... It's very retro. Very Art Deco. Post WW2. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As yeah, I'm talking to the Ultra Modern. I was going to say, why are you... Yeah, it's, its instrumentation there? is yeah. very post WW2. Yep. Yeah, I was trying to think if there's any other clues we can give. All right, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> like I said, it's been swell, but the swelling's gone down now. So the it's a Nissan Figaro, or Figaro, depending on where you're from. Figaro. You can say it however you want. Figaro, 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 Figaro. But yeah, hey, Figaro. Am I the only one thinking about the cartoon? Yeah, of course. And yeah. listen to this. That's solid. That's not like Ooh, metal. That's like built like a taxi cab and shit. 
Um, <laughs> it's really, I'm mean, very surprised with how well this thing is built. Um, what happened is <clears throat> everything in Japan that was cool turned 25 years old last year. Think about that. And I know we've mentioned this in other podcasts before, but there's a lot of cool shit that you can now put historical plates on. And historical plates mean you might, depending on what state you're from, you might not have to put a plate on it for the next 50 years. Or what city you're from. Right. A.K.A. Rocky Oh, really? What's that? What's the deal? Yeah, all the podcasts that we listen to, Rocky River, if you're uh, not going to some... Yeah, well, you have to know the rules. And yeah. this is a big thing. And if you are going to... If you're going to run historical plates as something other than a Sunday's only vehicle, right? Um, you have to know the rules. There are fucking rules. Now the rules vary from state to state, but it's a very good idea for you to understand the rules for your state. And if you're going to game the system, like I like cheap insurance, and I like having one license plate for the next fifty years, and I don't ever want to get another e-check. Fair enough. Right? My vehicle meets those criteria of being 25 years or older, despite the fact that it has fuel injection, despite the fact that it has a turbo, despite the fact that it has all of the modern conveniences of a vehicle that I can ride and I drove back and forth to work today. So I got to know the rules. The rules is I can only operate the vehicle on holidays, weekends. Weekends do technically start on Friday. I did learn that according to the state of Ohio. Good to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good to know. Very good to know. You get pulled over Friday morning? Hey, it's the weekend, baby. Okay. Holidays. What about to or from club meetings? Yes. Yep. What about to or from selling the vehicle? Yes. Yep. What about to or from photographing the vehicle? Yes. It's there. Mm -hmm. What about to or from repairing the vehicle? Also there. Yep. There's a lot of shit I just listed. I got a great question for you. Imagine why well, he he's so careful. He's good. He's good. You're good, Joe. You're yeah, good. he doesn't Joe does not want any crinkles in the podcast. He's replenished the tray twice as silently Damn as he There's not gonna be crinkles in the one that I'm he's involved like a corn twisty. He's like <coughs> he's like a cheesy proof ninja. Fucking things are addicting too. They man. are good, yeah. They are good. Just soft enough so a guy with no teeth can eat them <laughs> with his teeth in. <laughs> with his teeth in. So Imagine ways that you could, if you were such a person that wanted to operate on historical plates, imagine ways that you could game the system. Well, the first thing I would recommend is, hey, how about having a couple of parts for your motorcycle or your car? A couple of parts in an AutoZone bag. Yeah, dude, I, I just had to go down to AutoZone and get some spark plugs, or I got a new belt, or I got an oil filter. Because I'm doing oil change this afternoon. So I had to run down and get an oil filter. And I have an oil filter in my shop. Where's your receipt? Dude, do you keep your fucking receipts? It's all electronic now. It's all electronic, man. A receipt has, that kills trees and shit. Right. What kind of eco-terrorist are you? No, man. Another thing that you could do is you could very simply say, uh, yeah, I was taking it over to a, a buddy's house so we can go work on it. It's not running just right. We're going over to my buddy's house to go work on it. We're going to go lift the hood up and work on this thing a little bit. It's very difficult for them to write you a citation knowing that they may be facing you in court. And it will be at the discretion of the judge or the safety director or the prosecutor to determine whether or not it's worth dragging you through the evidence chain to prove beyond a reasonable doubt 
that you weren't actually going to a club meeting or photographing your car or getting it worked on or going to buy a fucking part for it. And realistically, is that worth anybody's trouble? If you're not driving down the street backwards with a hooker on your hood and causing all kinds of real problems, right? Oh, boy, that was last Friday. And in reality, I don't know where everybody is, but for us at least, there are... There's a, a thing called Cruising Times in Ohio yeah. that lists car shows. I and thought it was can, listed. The, you the, can take bikes to car shows. The gay truck stops. <laughs> that too. Cruising Times. <laughs> hey. But I mean, they literally list like by, by the day by the day of the week. Right. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, if if you can if you get pulled right. over, I've I've historical tags on the Monte Carlo. Right. There's a car show if in the get, summertime around here. There's a car show every day of the week. Yep. Every fucking day of the week. Every day of the I week. Guarantee it. Yeah, you just have to say, you know, I'm going to the car show, whatever. But I've, <clears throat> I have been pulled over in the El Camino, the '69 El Camino, daily driving it, dailying it back and forth to work, with the historical plates on it, and got pulled over with model year correct historical plates. So they're not even like historical. This this jackass just has a 1969 license plate <laughs> on his El Camino, like. This fucking nuggethead doesn't even understand yeah. what a tax sticker is. That's legit in Ohio. It's le- I mean, legit in Ohio as long as you got the, the historical plate in your vehicle with yep. you. Yep, under the seat or 12 bucks or whatever. Run model years if you want. So, and the cop pulled me over and he, he was like, I got you. I got you. I saw you. I saw you pulling out of your driveway for the past five days. I You're, you're going to work. I, I fucking got you, pal. I got you dead to rights. You're taking this car to work every day. And I went, yeah. And right next door to my shop, because it's Papu's Automotive, and they're working on this fucker every day while I'm at work. Like, isn't that logistically convenient to be able to have an auto shop right next to where you work so you can drive your fucking car in the morning, give them the keys, and let them dick with it? Yeah. This is a long, this is an ongoing project. Five days in a row, no shit, motherfucker. I've been doing this like every day since it quit snowing. I got a lot of work in front of me. And I'm paying these bills. So if you want to go talk to the guys over there and ask them if they're working on my car, go right ahead. And the cop was like, I didn't get a ticket. And then I got a bunch of questions about my fucking very interesting Batman pickup truck. So how come you don't have any door handles? What are all those louvers in the hood? Is this really a super sport? Yeah. No to all the above. What does that say? I can't read do, it. Do you really want to? You really want me to say it out loud? No, no, just hold it up so I can see it. But you got to hold it up like over there where Dustin is, practically. My eyes are old. Yeah, it makes me wonder what the hell's going on. Okay, cool, got it. No, we're going to a show, so she doesn't want to have ears. Oh, okay. we're going to a rock and roll show tonight, so she doesn't okay. want her ears to bleed. So I got to bring over the message is hi. Tell Phil to bring over some yellow earplugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, what are you two going to be doing that you need fucking earplugs? That's not what we're doing. They're for the cats. Nah. <laughs> yeah. uh, you don't want the cats to hear that shit. Lydia. Yeah. 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 I don't even know who we're going to see. It's some, some rock and roll show. But Rich, the, uh, when um, we get ready to leave out here, remind me to yeah, text yeah. her yeah. that you're leaving. I forget my phone at the shop and the whole fucking world freaks out. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Phil doesn't have his phone. Right. It's fucking awesome. I feel like I'm on vacation. <laughs> At first, I had all the ghost vibes. I was getting all the ghost texts and shit. Nah, totally cured now. Getting a couple of beers in me and feeling much better about it. So, here's our challenge for our podcast listeners. Podcast listeners, both of you, I want you to write down 
no, no, fuck that. Type down into a, 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 a an email of sorts to clevelandmoto at gmail.com and I want you to tell me what Japanese motorcycle that is currently 25 years old or older you want and that you would bring into the United States. Because this Nissan Figaro over here was exempt from smog, was exempt from customs, was exempt from every goddamn thing in the world. If I told you how quickly I processed through the dock where this thing came into the United States of America while other people were offering it for first and second born children to get combines and other vehicles that are less than 25 years old in, they looked at me and they were like, yeah, it's 25 years old or older. It's, here you go, come on in. Nice. So there's all kinds of cool motorcycles that are 1992 or older. What do you got? Oh, oh. It's a Jixer! That was a Jixer with an extended swing arm, I think, there. That was in the second one, looked like an R1. The, uh, but yeah, what motorcycle? What motorcycle would you spend, let's just call it 600 bucks, to have brought over from Japan? Purchase price of the bike, add 600 and change onto it. Because I am now a bonded importer. Gamma. <laughs> Think about that. I paid Ooh, the money. Gamma. Gamma. Gamma, of gamma, gamma. RG500 Gamma. Why not? Fuck yeah. Bring a Gamma over. Gamma. I'm thinking about all the weird, like, they had so many cool, weird bikes that were, like, medium displacement. Where in America, everything was focusing on 750s and bigger. In Japan, they, they really were paying a lot of attention to the 250s and the 500s. Making all kinds of really cool bikes. NSR 750s. You know, oval pistons. Weird shit like that. You know? <laughs> I just thought Black it doesn't have to be stuff. stock either. It doesn't make some You can get a Bozuzuko bike. Yeah, you know what I was thinking. <laughs> you know what I was thinking. The oh, Japanese can... have gone through all kinds of weird shit between then and now. They have got scooters we'll never see. Like, they got a lot of shit in the 80s that we will never see here. And the way their tax system works, the way their registration system works... Once things there get to be a certain age, it's cheaper to get rid of them than it is to pay the registration to keep them on the road. So the company that I bought this Nissan Figaro from, and I got a couple more Nissans that are coming over that are from the same family of this car. <laughs> you know, I've, I've made three of these purchases now. The other two just haven't landed yet. But, <laughs> yeah, you guys can keep your big blocks and your Hollies and your, and your, and your you know, B&M mega shifters and your torque flights and whatever. I'm going with a little, little <laughs> extraordinarily a fleet of midget cars. Oh, these, things, these are literally these little tiny effeminate Mr. Beans like lunchbox cars. Yeah. And, but you know what? I got up to 155 kilometers per hour today coming home. And if you do the math on that, that's like over 90 miles an hour. Yeah? Yeah. So that's pretty I, and, impressive. And it was doing pretty good for its little 1,000cc three cylinders with the turbo. And it was just Zinging right along. It's weird for a car to be doing over 5,000 RPM, though. That's fucking weird, man. You look down at that attack and you're like, oh, I don't know. This seems like a bad idea. Oh, it's practically a motorcycle engine. It is. Well, it is a motorcycle engine when you think of it. 1,000 cc, 76 horsepower, turbo. It's actually a very kind of underperforming motorcycle engine. And it's a 1,600 or 1,800-pound car. Uh, the only big difference is... They say you can put two people in the back seat. They put seatbelts in the back for two people. Yeah, Double amputees a... only. There's no way that you're going to put two humans back there. <laughs> Renee can only fit in there sitting side saddle. 
<laughs> yeah. And she's like one shadow away from 106 pounds. And the only way she could sit was sitting sideways on the seat. And then if I had the top up, forget about it. And for the people who don't know, look up the Nissan figure. I will throw a picture in the show notes. But basically it is. It's a little tiny. I mean, it's a little tiny car. It looks like a Vespa 400, but bigger. <laughs> I think Johnny Mapplefresh just showed up. Yep. Yep. Oh, he showed up for like the last Driving few, some kind of a car I don't recognize. The last few minutes. <laughs> well, you know, we said what time we were going to start. So. Mother-in-law mobile. He was Johnny McElfresh. Hey. What's Whoa. going on, man? I see you're in your summer attire. Joe, this is Johnny McElfresh. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Let me give him a second. Yeah, let him let him unburden himself. It's good to meet you, Joe. He bought my 1971 BMW R50. Oh, nice! The That's distinguished a... gentleman's bike. Oh, I like that bike. Yeah, I think, I think we all think we all like. It. It's been a very good bike to have around. Yeah. The uh, so you're not uh, your day shift now? I took off. I took a couple uh, comp days. Okay. All right. So I'm second. Have you started your radio job yet? No. Not yet. <laughs> when does that start? Still no. I wish oh. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. They've given you the job. They've got the job. Is the radio You've on. got the job. <laughs> You've got the job. I want a Mexican radio. But you don't know when you start the job. <laughs> Ain't working for the city great. I know that the job I have is, I don't have it. I'm, right. I'm out of there, so. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> and that's kind of a crazy thing when you think about it. So it's like, you can't get fired <laughs> from a you already have the other job. They're all like, oh, man, why are you leaving? I didn't I know it's a bad thing that happened. They screwed you, and you shouldn't. Right. You know, and my chief retired. And, yeah. Yeah. Are we podcasting? Yeah, we're podcasting. We decided rather than a crackle cast, we do like uh, ambiance. Yeah. We're about an hour in already. Yeah, so. yeah I figured. The street I, was working, I was working on the RV. Oh, yeah. Because we're going camping tomorrow morning. Oh, really? Evening. Cool. Going out to find the tombing to feed the carp. Go, uh, go where the ducks the walk sun. on the fish's back. The Lionsville Speed. I was going to say the Lionsville Speedway, but it's the Lionsville Spillway. Yes. And it's, uh, and it's literally so many carp that the duck can walk unmolested across the backs of the fish. For a oh boy! For, for a buck of loaf, you can watch pandemonium. Arr. It is when you take a loaf of stale bread. <laughs> you were waiting for Meckle Fresh. What I think is funny is, <laughs> I think that a, a loaf of bread there is a buck. Ooh, it used shandy. to be ten cents. Mm-hmm. And shandy. they take rotten bread. Mm-hmm. They take rotten bread and they put it out there and you buy it and yep. you throw it into the fish and the fish just go absolutely ape shit. But then the ducks fight the fish for the bread. Right. So but the ducks on. are literally walking on the fish's backs uh-huh. because there's so many fish that they create their own ground. My uh, favorite part is like when you're walking out to the spillway yeah. with your bread in hand. There's all they're all lined up along the yeah. whole walkway, yeah. and it's funny because you watch somebody walking. <laughs> they know they, what's they, up. They're sitting there, but as you walk by, they stick their heads up yep. and open their mouth. Ah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you just as you're walking, new fish just keep opening their mouth. They know what's up. They know where they know where they know where their bread comes from. My favorite is the hot dog buns. Like they're good at like a loaf, uh, a slice of bread. You throw right. it. And it's easy. They grab it. But the hot yeah. dog buns kind of bounce around from fish to fish. I was thinking like they, a big, giant, power, like a pumpernickel round or like something like that. Hard pizza crust. Hard like pizza a, crust. Right? Like That's a just, good idea. Like, yeah, like a big pizza crust. And they'd just be flopping. They come out of the water. Oh, that. man. And it would be like a game of uh, volleyball. Where they'd be like It'd be like it. evolution. they just oh, crawl out yeah. of the water. Well, that's a good question. <laughs> it's like the Linesville Spillway thing. Like, have we created a whole different type of crap, trout? 
I'm sorry, there, carp? Ha there have to be more carp there just because they're fed uh, enormous amounts of and bread fed every day. Right. I mean, is that the best or worst carp you can eat? Bread fed. Because they're literally grain fed. They are big. Yeah, they are big bastards, though. They are big. They are carps the size of sharks. Yeah, you don't want to eat carp, though. No, well, I've Too always bony. said... Isn't I see people hanging in there, like hanging over the edge and throwing... Like, you can throw the bread from 20 feet away. Why do you need to hang over the edge? I want somebody to fall in so bad. And just have the carp eat them. Yeah. I don't think it would... I, it, would be a, it would be a crazy experience. I don't think it would be injurious... I don't know how you'd get out. I don't know I, if you'd survive I gave with a any lot fingers. Of, I gave a lot of thought to it. Because oh, me I too. Like, oh, I guess I have kids. I think once you get under the carp, you're fucked. You might be. Because you can never get up through those carp. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be quicksand of carp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, and I don't know how you'd get out of that spillway because right. it's all like curved and everything. It's like. No, it's designed. A glory hole. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is well, not cool. They're, they're, <laughs> the glory off. hole is when you have a spillway and it's just a big it's right. the intake hole. And right. It's not the type of glory hole you, oh, we, we you know put what on every hole. night. It's the other kind of glory <laughs> hole. <laughs> yeah. Well, not then. the one you see in the internet videos. So Joe get uh, what did you give this like last week you brought in, right? Yeah, it's uh not creek. Is well it's most importantly it's the hundred proof. Small batch. Small batch. Yeah. It is oh, the good boy. Stuff. It is the delish. I have that in the maple flavor. See what you're missing, Steve Hoffert, you bastard. Oh. Yeah, the maple yeah. flavor is pretty fantastic. The uh, I'll take a swig of that once I get my wash down a beer. Once you wash down your beer? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go ahead and open it because it needs to be opened. I've been on, and then Need, the, the uh, needs to make week, the rounds. So not next week, but then yeah, the next I don't week, want any of that. We're supposed to go to Maine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what? Take one for the coke team. In whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you guys missed that. They, you, I'm supposed to take the RV to Maine. We're going to go to uh, Bar Harbor, Arcadia, Nashville, Florida. Maine, like... Maine. New England. Maine. Like South Canada. Like, <laughs> like miles away. You're going to go You're gonna go to Bar Harbor? Mm -hmm. You're going to go to Quebec? You're going to go to Bar Harbor? Tabernacle. Uh, you're going to go on a lobster boat? Jeez. In that RV? In that RV. Oh, man. Well, let me just tell you what I've been doing for the last... You must have been busy. ...few weeks. Clearly. <laughs> Every yeah. moment that, that I takes, that Did takes, you buy another RV? That takes balls. <laughs> yeah. It probably would have been a lot easier to just buy another RV because... Oh, my God. What did you do? Everything. Really? <laughs> Everything. Really? <laughs> what did you do? I want to hear what you did to the RV. Every, well, First of all, the RVs... <laughs> what year? 88? 1988, yeah. 88 RV. I remember that. I'm bringing it into the 2000s. It's historical. Okay. It's historical. Right. But yeah. it's, it's got some things going so for it. It's a Chevy. It's a 350. It's I did tires and everything. I did a water pump <laughs> on the way back from Michigan. I did belts. I did hoses. <laughs> on the way back from Michigan. But then stuff that... like I put a new, I just put a new radiator, a new fuel pump. I new distributor cap, road, everything. Uh, everything that I can put into it, I've put into it. That is the smoothest fucking thing ever. Oh, yeah. That is delicious and delightful. I, gre I greased all 50 greasable... All 50 certain fittings? Everywhere on that thing. Oh. So you grease the living shit out of it. The, every, yeah. the U joints, the fucking yeah. every, mm -hmm. everything. I filled the diff. Check the diff, the bed, the bed. I mean, everything I can do to it, I've done to it. Wow. That is delicious. How many miles are on that rig? Only uh, 50. That's 50, nothing. 000. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. I did a little carb work, cleaning, this, that. What is that like that chassis that they put those on? Is that the equivalent of a Chevy 2500 chassis? or G30. A G30, right? Yeah. One G30. Okay. But that's so only a rocking a, a 350. It's right. not. And is a, a TH350 one. transmission in there? 
Yeah, no, probably 400. 400. Yeah, it's got a pH 400. Okay. So it basically is engineered that you should be able to run 126 miles gears or some shit. So yeah, it's like driving. <laughs> it is definitely a dump truck. At like what? 60. That's 60 mile an hour. Wow. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah that's 5,000 RPM. <laughs> I see you got your little toy being displayed proudly. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, that, that you is. shine it up. You shine it. No, up. I didn't do shit to it. That's how it came. That's how it came. Huh. Came just like that. The bad side's over the other side. Well, I like this side. <laughs> this, this side's the good side. That's the good side. Yeah. The other side's not so good. But this is the good side. I think that's what you work, what you paid for. Oh, I do too. I mean, couldn't, couldn't be happier. I'd buy 20 more of them at that price. You're driving it? You're able to... I drove it out to Menor. I was going 155 kilometers per hour. 65? 95. 95? Yeah. 100, oh, that's over 200. That's... 2.2. Yeah. No, no, 2.2. 2. 2. Yeah. Okay. That's said, said by somebody who's gone 200. <coughs> oh. <laughs> The, uh, that's fun. I was very impressed that it could go that fast. No, it sounds terrifying. Four, four cylinder three cylinder. That's pounds. Three cylinder turbo. Three cylinder turbo. 1,000 cc. Yeah. What, what? Yeah. Wow. Turbo. Where did that motor come from, or is it? It's an Nissan Micra. So micro underneath motor. all that is a Nissan Micra. Okay. And the POWs that I'm getting are the same motor, but with a carburetor. And there goes that guy again on the Nighthawk. On the world's quietest bike, <laughs> we've heard everything else go past here tonight. And I've this heard guy's mopeds. This guy's gone by three or four times. I think he's pedaling. I think somebody forgot to, to explain how you're supposed to do the Lorraine Road crawl. Oh no! There's a rule that when you get in front of the motorcycle shop, you're supposed to rev. Because apparently, every day when That's, I'm out here, everybody wow. does it. Yeah. Everybody, as soon as they see like, if there's no bikes out, they'll hold back. They won't rev. But if there's like me unloading a bike out of a truck, or there's any bikes lined up whatsoever. Doesn't matter what the fuck they're riding, they're gonna rev it. Or if they're in like some kind of like, car, they all like because there's a light there. And of course, if you're a Harley Davidson operator, they gotta play it for you. You do have to play potato, the music potato, at the light. Potato. Right? Yeah. So not even potatoes, from, man. It's Cleveland. Okay. So you didn't come from out of town to pick up the bike or anything like that. Um, that's no fun. His girlfriend, <laughs> his girlfriend bought a GT off of us. Is that a GT200 or GTS250? Uh, 200. Okay. Right on. She got a GT200 off of us and rode it, rode it to Maine. Hey, With Maine. The passenger. There you go. And gear strapped to the side. Yeah. Full fucking Brahma style, like true. You know, <clears throat> conquer the Himalayas on your Vespa. Yeah. And go to Maine on a 200 cc Vespa. Yep. With God, like yeah. one month of experience of yeah. driving it. That's Adventure! A, that's a good way to, that's a good way to break awesome. her in. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. That, you know, that's not ridiculous, though. That's a very yeah. capable scooter and everything. Of course. Yeah. So she did it, though. That's fast. No it's problem. Yeah. Oh, those bikes are remarkably quick. Like, did she change yeah. oil in the middle of that or anything? Or no? It, no. It lasted. Well, we came back, and then I think what? She burned out the exhaust gasket. Oh, that happens. Yeah, that's, um, that's a graphite. Yeah. The carb, yeah. I think, was. Yeah. Dirty. Oh yeah, you're you're running wide well, open. What happens when you're running, when you're running wide open on that is yep. it vaporizes yep. the oil and it's, mm-hmm. it starts. It'll run it through the air filter and yep. then back through the motor yep. over time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, it doesn't happen quick, yep. but you're flogging it so it hard. It is actually not designed to go 70 miles an hour for <laughs> four days, five days. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I say Strange. about the oil change. Yeah. At some point, you want to change the oil. Yep. Squeeze the oil out of the foam air filter. And oh God, yeah. You may proceed. Yeah. Yeah, that's and the guys that do the cannonball and the guys that are cross country hardcore riders will tell you that oil consumption and 
tire wear and everything just it's it goes up dramatically when you're trying to maintain 70 miles an hour for five or six hours a day and all kinds of weird things happen. Like yeah, a lot of weird light shit. Light bulbs blow out. Yep. Stuff just from vibration yep. and stuff like. Yeah, it's a stress test. They really don't do at the factory, yeah. and they—it's uh, remarkable how strong those bikes are. I will tell you though, they that can your suffer. Top end would look fantastic. Like oh, the clean is a whistle. Airplaning it out like that yeah. for a long period of time. <laughs> you pull your plugs; they're just like perfect tan. You look, shine a light in there. Everything's tan. All the colors. Everything's perfect inside. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, I mean that's a hell of a start. Just like I'm going to Maine. Yeah, that, then after that is a perfect. Have my bike for a week. Go to Maine. Perfect cool. time to pull, uh, do a valve adjustment on it too. Yeah, yeah. Especially just, when it's fresh and new like that. Yeah. yeah, right out, right out the box. Take it out and stretch its legs. Well, she. So that was a brand new. <laughs> nice no, no, actually. Yeah. <laughs> she, no, she got it used. Yeah, looks she, fucking ridiculous. The person GT two hundred older, right? Yeah, yeah. The first owner got it from here. I think we even got. I don't know where else they'd get it from. You're, you're Vespa, Ohio, right? Yeah. Well, they uh, were. I should say. Yeah, and they. Uh, I mean, that's just one of those. That's one of those things that bikes. Sometimes we remember the bike. There'll be different paint schemes. There'll be shipments like this. It's kind of weird. Or like we'll have one and we'll name it like Liz Lemon, and like there'll be just like a weird bike that we. Pink in the middle. Yeah, it's pink in the middle. We've had a few of those. And that's, I said that the other day to Luke and Emmy. Totally we really need to track these things by VIN. <laughs> Who gives a fuck what the owner's name is? Just, right. just track them by VIN. Put these van. things in our system right. by VIN so yeah. we can know the bike. Yeah, we've had the bikes that have been through like seven or eight owners. The same bike. And it's funny because... I need a buddy. Bad. Yeah? Well, there's a couple of them in that, 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 that hallway there. Yeah, hang on the front when of the you, RV. When you your RV. Put it on the back. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the KLR is fine. I mean, I've done that a lot. Yeah. But Don't you have with a CT70? A what? Don't you have a CT70? Okay, so if I break down on the highway, right? <laughs> I have to go on the highway for ah, it. Right. Okay. CT70's not going to get the and job. That's done. not real legal. Whereas a buddy, as silly as that sounds, the buddy is the perfect tool for the job. Perfect. <laughs> that's it's light. It does because yeah. when I get too much weight on the tongue, yeah, the, the tires will rub on a big bump. Oh, really? Because they're a little bit beefier. Yeah. And it smells like burning wood because that thing's made out of wood. Yeah. It, what? Well, mm. it's an RV. Okay, I guess you know what? So it's made I, out of balsa wood and two by two. Wow. <laughs> it's balsa. Yeah, it's terrifying to think if it's you ever get It is terrifying. Like every time I look at it, every time I look at an RV, I always picture what the crash is going to look like. <sighs> it oh, it's just a. It would just just a debris field. It would, it would look, it look a, like a tornado hit home. Yeah, it's a debris field. Look, there's an oil over here. Extreme it's what yard. we've always called a yard sale. <laughs> look, one of the there's, best, one of the best there's an oven over there. There's yeah. a little tiny refrigerator. One of the best thing the pictures. Look, a yard sale. An RV was towing a boat. Yeah. And he must have slammed on the brakes. Yeah. And the front buttress. Yeah. That the boat, the winch, the boat winches right. up to yeah. gave way. Oh Jesus! And the boat inserted itself into the RV. Into the RV. Ooh. Right up its Man. Ass. Man. Yeah. yeah I yeah, would yeah. not have wanted to be laying in the back bed when that happened. Yeah, I have looked. Put I've looked to the side. It's okay. <laughs> I've looked Ooh. at a few RVs and like. But the RVs I'm looking at are always the weird, like the weird Uber <laughs> engineer techie shit, like the Vixen, and like all the motorhomes that are like, it's the cross-country limousine. It's got a 2.9 turbo diesel in the back. It saw, makes its own hot water and gets 40 miles to the gallon. Just saw two nice little, well, not nice, 
but two very cheap Lasharo. <laughs> I was going to say, you say the word Lasharo and nice in the same sentence. Two very cheap You've been Lasharo hanging out at the trailer park way too long. <laughs> one was like, come take it. And the yeah. other one was like 1500 bucks. Yeah, I mean, as I've said before, it is one of those things like school buses and Airstream trailers and RVs in general. The longer they are, the less they're worth. Yeah. The more space they occupy, the less they're worth. It's like a pig. If it you is. Want, if you get a, if you get like a little pig, right? Anything yeah. under two hundred pounds is like <laughs> three bucks a pound. Okay. Little pig. Little hog, pig. Let like me come in. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, and in this situation, this is the equivalent of having the big fiberglass pig that's on the back of the trailer in front of the restaurant. Yeah. It's uh. <laughs> it's not exactly worth much. Little pig. Little pig. Let me in. I was just in Big Brown Beaver. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Primus. There you go. Yep. Speaking of Primus, I was just in Brown Beaver. I mean, that wasn't Primus. I mean, Big Beaver. Yeah, I was in that Big was Beaver. Green Jello. So I forgot to bring Oh, that was Green Jello. You're right. But they're yeah. so similar. I, yeah. I didn't forget. I just didn't bring the wheels for the war bike. Oh, for the war bike. Yes. But we, yeah, that's, time is running short. It's running, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It runs. Three weeks. Good. Okay, good. That's good. Right. Uh, actually, what I should do... Why don't you just leave the wheels outside your garage? I'll pick them up. I'm <laughs> probably just going to put the back wheel back on it No. And, and ride it up here. Oh, okay. Really? Uh, on okay. the back wheel? No, the front wheel is on it, too. Okay. Oh. I mean, I, I All right. Okay. Get it up. That's fine. Get it up here. Get it into your world. Yeah, get it into my world so oh. I can put some, some big, blocky, chunky, nasty, fuck-off rubber on it. Or, and then we could build the sidecar. Because well, I got all that angle iron over there. Are you going to be here Monday? Yeah. Maybe I'll do the wheel thing Monday. I'll be doing pickups and deliveries and stuff. We can go shimmy some. I, I've been stuffing some. I've been stuffing, stuffing some miscellaneous knobbies over in the corner. So I got to make up yeah. some giggity, giggity. Eighteen to nineteen. That's the magic number. The uh, rear nineteen yeah. front. Yeah. So yeah, that's the. We'll, we'll knobify it. We'll and be fun. Knobify it. What else? I found? <laughs> Speaking of knob creek, don't mind if I do. I want to get knobified. But what I have. Is I have the um, God damn that's good out of my Jeep. Yeah. Whenever I worked on my Jeep, uh, the tie rod links, the whole yeah. link, the adjuster link, and yeah. everything. Yeah. So that would be perfect. That would help. Yeah. Mount that off the top shock yeah. and out here, and it's an adjustable link. Adjust? You say adjustable? Yeah. Have you seen where there's we're going to be using why, this? There's a reason why I took it off my Jeep right. is because it was no longer adjustable. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I like to use the term adjustable as a bit of a vagary. It could be adjustable if you spend two days soaking it. I predict that this is going to be the equivalent, that we could either have a wheel out there for the sidecar, or we could just have a ski. And it would have the exact (laughs) same effect. A Ural with a sidecar and a ski? Well, this is not a Ural. Oh, I thought it was Ural. No, it's an FT500. Ascot. Yeah, it's literally Sorry, I drifted off. Cot. (laughs) Right, it's an ascot. It's a small donkey's bed. Mm -hmm. The, uh... But for what we're going to be doing with it, what's on the right-hand side, what's holding the sidecar up, could literally be a buddy tire. It could be anything that is a better coefficient of drag than just, like, the frame of the sidecar. I have a Haunted Dream sitting back behind my garage with a rear tire on it. Yeah. Let me take the swing arm off of it. Yeah. Weld it. Yeah. Or something. We have a welder. I like the idea of a small, just nimble tire. I've got a great welder. It's never going to hit the road. Right. No, God, no. No. Well, no. you'll take it on the road. You'll I might take it on the road a little bit. If it's at Mid-Ohio, you're going to ride it into town. I am going to ride it into town mm-hmm. with grass. as much beer as we can possibly put on it. 
That's a good challenge. Oh, yeah, you'll be fine. We'll be like, you know, 18 crates of beer on it. It'd be fine. I can fit more of my Gucci. It'll be That's fine. true. <laughs> Nobody's ever showed up. That was that was nothing short of hilarious. Mid Ohio, they go for a beer run. They come back. They want a beer run on motorcycles. That just seems like a bad move. He comes back. You had forty or fifty beers. Three cases. Three cases. So yeah, seventy-two beers. And yeah, four or five four bags, bags of ice. chips. Two bags, two big bags of ice. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Four or five bags of chips. <laughs> oh, I can't yeah. tell you. Uh, the preparations for the only existing V7 bagger. Yep. Well, the preparations for Mid Ohio have already started. So you know the bus is dialed in; it's ready to go. Um, <laughs> I got enough sleeping bags for all the people who are coming in from California. Some of them have been washed. <laughs> it's up to the recipient. Well, then, some are sticky. Whoever gets here earliest is going to get choice of the sleeping bags. Yeah. Who else so, is coming in? Do you know? Uh, for sure, not? Liza. I hope God knock. You better get your ass out here. Um, I think Emma's coming. So who Emma's. She, who would she be mean to and, and, and boss around if knock doesn't come? I mean, Cameron. This is true. That is true. This is true. Cameron Cameron was definitely, he fell right into line behind Liza. Like, he was just like, yes, Liza. Yeah. Yes, master, whatever you say. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Yes, master. Yeah, so I don't know how many of the misfits we're going to get. I hope Jim comes out. That'd be great. I would love to see Jim out here. Uh, There's a whole crew. I mean, the misfits have got a fantastic group. All we can say is, if they can get their ass out here, if they can fly, Uber, hitchhike, whatever method they choose to do to get Uber. I how much it would cost to Uber from <laughs> California to Uber from I'll tell you what, if, Columbus. If I happen to be driving cross-country anyway, I would do Uber like I would do U-Ship. I'd be like, I happen to have an open seat. You want to go along? As they say, there's the ass, the gases, and the grasses. You know, who knows? The, uh, we'll take it out and trade. As George Carlin said, it's the rules of the road. Yep. Sometimes you got to take a shot for the team. Sometimes you got to take a shot in the mouth to get yourself down the road a piece. <laughs> That's a, the uh, even if she is a nun, the uh, but I don't. I think that Mid Ohio is going to be. There's a lot of shit going on in Mid Ohio, so. Uh, you know, Liza and I are going to be doing are seminars. Are we going to do something? Yeah, we should have a theme. It's going to be furry theme. We could do any kind furry of theme. scooter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't even. The podcast doesn't know about the furry Vespa yet. Furry mm. never uh, happened though. No, it uh, rained. <laughs> and you know what? Rain and a furry ride do not go well together. Good. That's <laughs> shampoo. Shampoo. <laughs> Is that I, next weekend? Uh, no, it was last weekend, but it rained, so we canceled the rally. We canceled the ride because of rain. But we do need to do a furry road. That that would be fun. And then, of course, you know, the, the Mid Ohio thing. The Mid Ohio is just. Can we do a theme? Fuck yeah, we can do a theme. We don't need to. <clears throat> I think the theme of Mid Ohio is just fucking Mid Ohio, man. It's true, one hundred percent shit show. Let it all hang out. <laughs> Run what you brung. Yeah. I'd like us to have more corn this year. Please. I want to do Mexican style street corn. I want to do like a bunch of ears of corn. That's what I want to do. We'll roast them right in the fire. I might bring my smoker. Oh, oh man, my oh. wife! My wife makes amazing smoker. Mexican yeah. sweet corn. Like, and that can do a lot of Good. Things. Good to know. It can be a fire pit. It can be a lot of things. Okay, cool. Yeah, then do that. 
bring that up. Or we, we can throw it in the bus if we have to. Because I was thinking we'll do a fire pit in the middle and cook out of that, but fuck it, we'll do that. The uh, It's definitely more fun. But I would like us to have more of that. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't know whether to go more dicks or less dicks. I'm just not sure on the whole rubber dick thing. You know? There's a, there's a limit. Any, any place where you can pass a fucking huge giant rubber cock to a stranger we put the, and they run around with it and have fun are we going to do the Craigslist awesome. this year to try to get some oh god to so get some local talent to get some ladies to come out and help out <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh, I almost got beat up. up over that rubber dick free <laughs> <laughs> I was getting dragged dragged around by that hillbilly on the four wheeler, and I was sitting on the, uh, the snowboard and, and right. milk crate. Milk crate, and I'm swinging the rubber dick, and I go through somebody's uh, campsite, and they're just like, "God damn it, you don't do that shit around here!" And oh, so they like, had a problem with getting dicked. Yeah, I'm like, "Go faster, <laughs> get me out of here, man." <laughs> It's getting a little hot in this oven. I need help. <laughs> what say you? Shut up or I will hit you with my rubber dick. <laughs> you will be dicked. <laughs> I have the forget me dick. Bam! <laughs> you can't remember, can you? <laughs> I just wiped out your memory. And I'll hit you again. You don't remember high school. <laughs> That's it. The, uh, or do you? Or do you? <laughs> I, but yeah, there's, yeah, I didn't think the dicks were going to be as much of a hit. I really oh didn't. I was, it was, I just kept sitting back and going, That's like a... That's like a 62-year-old dude who probably owns a big boat, and he's fascinated by a rubber cock. Oh, he was, yeah, he was And all... he disappeared with it for a while. We had to go repo it. Yeah. We had to go get the dick back. We had to be like, give us I our dick back. I think he would have kept it forever. <laughs> uh, if it wasn't for the price, the uh, corn dick dog... Maker would have been. Oh, that thing's awesome. genius, and it runs on LPG. Did you see that? Yes. It's fucking nine hundred dollars. But it's what a, it does do it's is a it, waffle maker. It's a basically. waffle maker, but it makes really graphically cock-shaped waffles <laughs> that have veins and everything. Jiffy corn. But you lay a you lay a sausage in the middle of it, or or any sort of a <laughs> tube steak. Tube steak. Yeah. Any sort of a, a, an intestine packaged meat. Right, any cocular looking thing. You put that in the middle, and then you put the pancake dough around the outside of it and flip it over like you're at the hotel with the waffle maker and whatnot. And then, like a minute and a half later, a big treat, like a big dick treat, comes out. You've got the cock and Well, what I would like to do is I would like to do a Swedish meatball on each side of the testes. And then a big red rocket, like, you know, a big red hot dog right up the middle, a red hot. And then you just got the treat that just never stops. And then you have a cup of maple, maple syrup to just dip it in there. And I love when that dude came back. No idea. Bet your ride? It's a minivan. Huh. Yeah, soccer moms love me. A minivan pulls in. The guy opens his side door. Yeah, when that dude came back and was acting all weird, Jeremy Darby yeah, I'm ready. was at our site. And he. Well, and Jeremy's. Jeremy's a party in himself. Yeah. Like, he's a legit, like, one man wrecking crew party. He just yeah. stopped the guy and he's like, dude, I will yeah. put my fucking fist through the back of your skull. <laughs> And the guy was like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> got way too serious for me, way too fast. <clears throat> what do we got here? Oh, okay, cool. Excellent. Very good. I'll take it. Yeah. Just out enjoying the evening. Yep. Burning yeah, the midnight oil. Yeah, good for you guys. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you could win this hard. Beautiful night for it. It is a gorgeous night for hanging out and shooting the shit after Would a long like day. A, uh, wrenching on motorcycles. Beverage? Would you like a beer or something? Sure, I'll join you. Yeah, yeah. They got a whole yeah, over there. Yeah, right on. We're, we're wrapping up the podcast. Yep. You can join the last uh, few moments. No, we're going to... 
so you're uh, from Riding On Magazine. Yeah. And you're, uh, you oh, are. Oh, free promotion for you. Right. You're gonna get, <laughs> yeah, you're going to get a plug. We're doing a podcast right now. So we're recording for Cleveland Moto Podcast. Oh, great. And we do this about every week or so or whenever, you know, the urge hits us. And so uh, use that as a seat. The Riding On Magazine is, you guys do this every 30 days, right? It's it's monthly, yeah. It comes out every month, and it basically haven't missed is, a month in ten years. Yep, and it's basically all the events in the neighborhood um, of everything for motorcycle enthusiasts in the state of Ohio. Oh, sure. And it's got a calendar of upcoming right. events, and, and we cover all the events that have. What happened. we're participating in is we're participating in the ride and roll, and so basically what that means is that you uh, you get a little book, like a little uh, passport book, and you bring it into all these different people who are participating. Bars, uh, motorcycle shops, Quaker Steak and Lube's got it, and you basically come in and, and we, we roll the dice. Yeah. We got a lot of people a lot of coming. Couples. In. Yeah, a lot of people. That's coming great, in. especially for the weather we had at the yeah. beginning of the no, month. It's really good, and the folks come in and they want to get their roll in, and then uh, if they buy something, they get like a little bonus prize. So if yeah. they, uh, yeah, so if they, yeah, it's a shopping spree that yeah. we have a drawing for, and yeah. they can they can win fifteen hundred dollars. It's really cool. Fifteen hundred dollars. But yeah, and that's some walking around money. Isn't it, it is some walking around money, <laughs> and this is one of those things that. Well, the grand prize is five grand. Five grand, exactly right. It's five grand for, and it's funny because it's sort of like the never-ending poker run oh, the, because you don't need to have your friends go with you. You can just wander around one day and just go look at there's, there's you know, I can do a ride and hit eight places. How many I different do stops it. do you actually have? We have two hundred three. Yeah, right. Two hundred stops. That's all over yeah, Ohio, length is. and breadth, and yeah. plus we have some in Pennsylvania. Yeah. West Virginia, yeah. Kentucky. Didn't you have one guy who was going to hit them all in 10 days? He did. Did he do it? Well, he did and he didn't. Holy shit. He kind of made one mistake that one of the places he hit on his 10th day, he didn't realize was closed that day. Oh, oh man. So he had to go back and get them the next day. So it was 10 days plus one. 10 days plus one bonus stop. <laughs> that's pretty cool. But, I mean, still to do 203 points... In 11 days, that's pretty Oh, and again, when you great. look at the weather we had at the yeah. beginning of the yeah. month. And you guys do cover. I mean, you guys cover from the very, you, all four corners of Ohio and everything in between. Yes. Now, when you guys reach into PA, I didn't know you were in PA. Do you guys go past We go Pittsburgh? over to Pittsburgh okay. and up to Erie. Oh, so this side of the mountains. This side of the mountains, yeah. The other okay. side of the mountains is more like D.C. Right. Than, yeah, yeah. Pennsylvania. The big parts yeah, of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah this, is a, this is a really cool thing. Right, and it's a, uh, and it is like it is definitely uh, just like the entire state of Ohio, just like this part of the world. It is V twin heavy. I mean, this is as we've been sitting here recording our podcast. Ninety percent of the motorcycles that have gone by have been V twins. Mm-hmm. That's just what you get when you're in this part of the world, and uh, it is real obvious when we're sitting here talking that when you say that market share for Harley Davidson in the city of Cleveland is up around 70%. That's not a big surprise when you sit out here one night. Well, Harley's been number one in sales for yeah. a couple of decades Oh, now. my God. Yeah, it's just... I remember the days when it was Honda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Harley the Harley Absolutely. dealership was in ba- usually in the back of the Honda dealership. Yep. Yeah, a lot of them were a lot of them were actually funny because they were Hondas and Harleys thrown together. You take it home with mm-hmm. you. Yeah, we got, obviously, we got plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the magazines yeah. are free, and it's yeah. free to do the ride and roll. Yep. And it's it's really that that kind of thing where at our shop we've gotten more and more and more Harleys through. So when we started up, it was like the occasional Harley would come through. We've had four or five this week. 
So I've always said I don't hate a Harley Davidson. I'd love one. I just mm. don't have the budget for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cheap of a bastard to ever pay for. Well, there's so many yeah. nice bikes out now, There's tons too. of nice bikes out there. And it's, uh, just, it's not like it was. You you either rode a Harley or you rode a. <laughs> You know, now it's right. Oh, yeah. absolutely! Now there's some really nice bikes out there, and all makes some models. Here's the he just, story. He just pulled into there like are, the right I mean, spot. And yeah. the, here's your wife holding some whiskey. Yeah. The, uh, the uh, today a weird thing happened. Today was uh, today was a sign of the times to a person that's been riding motorcycles for a very long time. Today I sold a motorcycle, a running, legit, titled. 1500 cc motorcycle a kawasaki vulcan nomad has everything you'd ever want in a road king it's got the crash bars it's got the bags it's got the windshield it's got everything it's got a 1500 cubic centimeter motor it's strong it's fast it had under 4,000 miles on it 3,800 miles on it it sold for only three thousand dollars wow this bike did not have a problem this bike did not have a bad battery. It didn't have a fucked up fuel tap. It didn't have any problems. It was a completely get on it and ride it to California motorcycle. The market right now is so fucking weird. It's the weirdest I've ever seen it. We had that bike on Craigslist for over a year and a half at 3600 bucks and couldn't get a fucking hook. We couldn't get a hook in a mouth on Craigslist. We had Craigslist in Columbus. We had it on Craigslist in Pittsburgh. And I know all the people doing this podcast go, well, holy shit, I would have bought a fucking Vulcan 1500 Nomad for $3,600. Well, where the fuck were you? Because you can't say. We sold the Shadow. Shadow's gone. We sold the Valkyrie. We're doing good. (laughs) Right. But that particular Vulcan 1500 pissed me off because it was such a good bike. Nomad. And it was a friend of ours. I was one of the first big baggers. And not only that, it's the only bike I've ever said that had a truly civilized transmission. It's impossible to not find neutral. I ride a Road Glide Ultra, 2011, got less than 8,000 miles on it. You couldn't find neutral with both hands on that motorcycle. Neutral is some vague concept I've never <coughs> been able to locate on this bike like a, a second clitoris. It's just, it ain't <laughs> happening. All right? It just is not there. I, I don't care. I've heard about it. It's not there. But the Vulcan... <laughs> 1500, you get neutral every single time. And you shift to first, you get second. You don't accidentally go from first to neutral again. The transmission was designed, it's fucking genius. If you ever get a chance to ride the Vulcan 1500, go. Is the second clitoris somewhere near the asshole? No. <laughs> and once again, it's, it's like, go the find. The look on Johnny's face is like, go find I neutral think I on that road find glide. That. Right, exactly. Go find neutral on the road glide. It's like, somewhere just past the toss salad, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I find this mysterious stuff? Finding neutral on a 103 Harley Davidson motor. It taint there. Yeah. <laughs> you can find neutral on a 103 motor at exactly 2.5 miles per hour. <clears throat> if you sneak your foot under the shifter just right, you can neutral. With the Kawasaki, you click down like this. Fifth, fourth, third, second, first. Neutral. I mean, it finds it every fucking time. You don't need to be sensitive. You don't need to be timid about it. 
You just crush them going down and then come up. And when you come up, it gives you neutral. Guaranteed. Every single yeah, that's time. how you find it. Well, that's how you crush them going down. Crush them going up. down and come up one. Isn't there such <laughs> a thing as a neutral finder? Didn't yes. <laughs> Keep going till you taste dirty pennies and back I've owned, you can flip a lever and an I've owned about four motorcycles that have neutral <laughs> finders. And what they all are is they're another For bikes, lever. you can't fucking find neutral. you got to use a neutral finder. Well, I've, the Enfields have had it. It's mostly had some, British, isn't it? Well, I've... I've had an Enfield that had a neutral finder. I had a BSA that had a neutral finder. I've had, but uh, I've had a TWN Contessa that had a neutral finder. Jeez, I was calling your big toe. And I had a, v, a Vela set that had a neutral finder. So what you do is you basically just leave it in whatever gear you got it in, pull up to the red light, and as you're uh, at the red light, just fuck that. Leave the left pedal alone. Hit the right pedal. It looks like a pipe organ when you look down at your feet. There's buttons everywhere. Pedals all over the place. Just press the right pedal, and that automatically puts it into neutral, no matter where it is. I think that twingle we have down there, that... Uh, that uh, You're probably right. I think it's got a neutral. Yeah, that all state. That uh, I think that's got most your alls. Don't most your alls uh, have them? The Jim and the Jim and the Jim and the Jim and the twingle. And well, you know, the Enfields all had uh, neutral finders up until they became fuel erected, and then uh, <laughs> then they got uh, and then the neutral business was always broken. It was always like guys would like like apparently 55 miles an hour. I would like neutral now. And then just watch the parts oh, fall out of the bottom of the motor. You think that would be the uh, the Swiss bikes? <laughs> fucking totally neutral. <laughs> I've got a Swiss motorcycle. It finds neutral all the time. I have the Victorinox. Victorinox 250. It is always in neutral. The, uh, but yeah, it's just it's one of those things that I sold the bike for three thousand dollars today, and I was kind of like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I just sold a bike with less than four thousand miles. 1,500 cc's That's, for fucking shitty scooter money. soft for everything, man. I mean, yeah. you can pick up if... Talk about that Harley. Yeah, yeah. You can pick up a dresser nowadays for six grand. Mm-hmm. A decent one. That's true. I mean, there oh. was, I remember a time where if you had a big twin and it made right. it made potato noises... Right. It was 10 grand you, minimum. Yeah, you're guaranteed yeah. you get well, 10 the, out of it. The weird thing now is nobody will give you a nickel for a non-fuel-injected motorcycle. Because the people have just had so many bad experiences where if you've got a big twin, if you've got a cruiser, if you've got everything, the first word out of these punters' mouths, they come in. I mean, they're punters. They they don't know. People nowadays don't know how to wrench up, though. Oh, I mean, no, they, they don't know how to wrench up. Look at that. Holy shit. <laughs> Circle the wagons. I believe there's savages in these hills. That is seriously... Like 24 inch At or least. bigger rims with little rubber band aids wrapped around them on a GMC Yukon. <laughs> well, I hope he doesn't hit anything on the way home. The uh, I wonder if there's air in there. The uh, but well, high schools don't offer shopping, no, no, no. But guys, so you're losing a lot of the good first thing out of the mouth is like, and you can't work on your own yeah. stuff anymore unless you got all the space. Is this fuel injected? And I go, what does that mean to you? Because it means a lot to me, believe me. I don't ride... If you have too many motorcycles, you can't ride any particular one of them enough to keep the carburetor clean. So if you have more than four motorcycles, fuel injection is a good thing to have on all your motorcycles. If you have one motorcycle, you're probably going to ride it enough to keep the fucker cleaned. And in the two or three years, two years we've had that fucking Vulcan nomad here... It's never had a dirty car. Fucking Vulcan. The Vulcan. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Well, the gas these days don't help Well, the gas doesn't help because I had to clean the car with my KLR. Right. I started it. Yeah. Two, three, 
at least three times over the winter. Sure. I, mean, I didn't just let it sit. No, but you had to clean it. The battery's not dead. I mean, right. I, I kept it running. I ran it I, for a good half hour, yeah. too. Like, I'd fire it up and let it sit there and idle. I did yeah. something, shoveled snow and stuff. and then I cleaned six of my own up. carbs this week. Oh, Ungrateful sure. fucking bastard. Let it go. Probably let it go for a, a couple months. Over here. Yeah. And I came out, and it was just like, no. It wouldn't idle right. right. It wouldn't idle right. And I got a BMW uh, a 76 R90, the black one at the shop. And I just got a buyer for it, and he's great. I mean, the guy's a great guy. He's a guy I've known for a long time, and I really want him to have this bike. But more importantly, I really don't want to have this bike anymore. And the right fucking carb is just like, oh, is that gasoline? I think it goes on your foot. (laughs) That's gasoline? It goes on your foot. Well, what about the gas that goes in the motor? Yes, but we'll put some more on your foot. Okay, let me adjust the float height. So we, that doesn't happen so much. Oh, now we're not letting any gas into the fucking... It's like an angry bouncer at a club. He's like, I'm going to let you in because you were the pretty chick, but you... He's riding you're on the in. sidewalk. He is riding on the sidewalk. Dude, he's got to go to the Dunkin' Donuts. Three of them did. They all rode on the sidewalk. What do they have going on? Whatever. Out? They're drunk. Yeah, whatever. Rory. Yeah, I don't know. It's, like, it's a bunch of guys with fat girls in the back of Harley Davidson's. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I go figure. It's Cleveland. Hey, no. You'll have that. And we're like three blocks away from Smedley's. It's nothing wrong yeah, with that at right. all. Exactly. Johnny Mac has another pull or two of that Knob Creek. We'll go down there and play some pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I want you guys. Joe is the enabler. <laughs> I want Joe to show up on his Vespa. He's the quiet guy that I'm sorry. eases the bottle. I want there. Joe to show up on his girlfriend's Vespa. It's awesome, by the way. I'm going to show up in the little gay fucking Figaro. <laughs> Literally, Alton John's fanny pack. And then you guys have to ride, like, either your choice of electric or scooters. I'll get my scooter out. You get your scooter out. With the leopard seat right cover with the leopard right? And we're going to go down to... Right. I'm going to ride the twingle. You're going to ride the twingle? <laughs> right. So it doesn't matter whether the left half the cylinder or the right half the cylinder. I think the twingle's got a, a cylinder out. It's a twingle. <laughs> You've never heard of a twingle? I don't know. Will that affect the performance? <laughs> <laughs> Which cylinder is it? It doesn't matter. They share one rod. The dumb one or the good one? But, ooh, they share one rod. Exactly. Right. The left cylinder or the right cylinder. What do they have in common? The rod. The, uh... But that is saying something, because if we did do that and go down to the Schmedley's, which is, like, literally three blocks away, not even, I can see it from here. If we did go down there and did ride... The most gay pride parade ever orchestrated <laughs> in this short of a distance, which it would be, yep. uh, which it would be, and we showed up. You know that Schmedley's is the perfect like. It is like the biker exploitation movies of the early seventies, where you're like, it's like the village people and somebody gave them motorcycles. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, because you're like, oh, okay. There's the there's the stereotypical Hispanic guy in the club. And there's the stereotypical American Native Native Indian like guy in the club, and then there's the stereotypical like effeminate gay guy in the club, and then there's like the the angry uh, Swazi guy in the club. And you, I watch all those old biker exploitation movies; they're fucking great. Smedley's has some good bands though. They like, have great bands. You want some good old school? I used to play there all the time. Band, like Smedley's is a good place to go. Yeah, and I, nobody at Smedley's. I used extra to gig punchy. there all the time, man. Yeah. Because everybody at Smedley's is just, like, old and soft enough to not really want to get punched anymore. <laughs> no, it's not It's not like a young fucking, like, aggro... I know the owner, Sean. Fest. Yeah. No, he's, Smedley's is very yeah, chill. He's an all right guy. Yeah. Smedley's is very chill. Like, everybody's like, it's a biker bar. I'm like, um, he's on the periphery. 
Till yeah. Michael Fresh drinks some whiskey and goes over there and lays <laughs> 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 on those bikers, Marines, cops. Yeah, I was gonna say they yeah, have a lot of respect. Of... They have a lot of respect for service. They yeah, Sean, Sean was there. a Marine, yeah. so he's 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 very into you yeah. know military. Support. No, everybody in there is like they'll trip over themselves and be like, "Oh, you're a veteran? Oh shit, we're gonna take care of you here." And what was that? Elsa got a one. I was the police biker club. Well, there's the Warthogs. Warthogs. And then there's the Blue Knights. Yeah, Warthogs. You have to be at least this old to join the Blue Knights, where the Warthogs are guys that are like... Yeah, that was the Warthogs. Sons of Blue Anarchy. Yeah, main hangout. Because I used to gig there all the time and talk to all those guys. No, I mean, they all... That is the... It's a good place, man. I just think it's funny that this neighborhood has a reputation for being biker-centric. Yeah. Like, the whole Cam's Corners, West Parky thing is like, oh, it's all bikers, it's all bikers. I'm like... Not really. No. Not so much. <laughs> it's old Cleveland. It's old Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. Well, a lot For of people. it's because um, when the police and firefighters had to live in the city of Cleveland. Oh, this was yeah. definitely the preferred territory. West Park is considered yeah. Cleveland, and it's a nice neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, West Park has always been where all your service, all your city service employees have always lived over here. Like this whole neighborhood has always been. I think it's funny that in the past ten or fifteen years, this neighborhood has been like, "Hey, do you know we're Irish? Did you get the memo? We're Irish. Really? Turns out we're Irish. I thought it was all Slovenian. Exactly. <laughs> if you actually took a survey right. of the people who've lived in the homes here for Just more than forty-five years, it's all exactly right. That's we're like, Parma. That's Parma. No, 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 Parma's definitely oh, the big one. There's a lot here, of but there's the a lot of Oh, there's here. plenty of yeah. here. Yeah, and there's, it is draw a line here, but it's like. When somebody told me that this was an Irish neighborhood, I was like, I'm not sure about that. I was like, oh, no, it's an Irish marketing neighborhood. Ah, During the Hooli, it's Irish. Right. Oh, it's, <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah. During the Hooli on March 17th, super Irish over here. Yeah. Crazy super Irish. Yeah. You see the big guys, you know, the big black dudes with their face painted green. It's fucking totally yeah. Irish in this neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that is, that is what this neighborhood's about. But wit is... Like, as a guy that does the motorcycle thing, and we look at uh, the Ride Not magazine, and it's all super-duper V-twin. Well, we have spent a big, big part of our lives sort of going, well, we don't like skulls, and we don't like gremlin bells, and we don't identify with, uh, what do you call that, uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy type people. Tassels. Tassels. Or uh, what are those whip things? The whip whip deals they put on the handlebars? Whip. Get back. Get back whip. All those things. Right. And uh, I've been riding motorcycles since I was kind of walking. Right? A wee lad. A wee lad. And I've raced a few motorcycles and I've raced all kinds of crazy shit. And I am definitely not a biker. Like, I'm a small B biker. Despite, like, having ridden across America bunches of times on all kinds of weird shit. Like little bikes and big bikes, all kinds of stuff. But it is funny because, like, I do not identify with biker. I think we're more like motorcycle, either motorcycle vampires. <laughs> I like, or I like that. Or you sparkling motherfucker. <laughs> or what? What'd you say? Nerds. Nerds. Yeah, nerds exactly. Nerds. Yeah. Well, what I used to tell uh, the people that I used to work with yeah. in an office downtown, you know, who were just not into. Motorcycle culture, they're right. like, "Oh, you're a biker," and I'm like, "No." In I mean, Europe, I'm a biker, huh? In Europe, like when I travel through Europe, right? I am actually a biker because the bikers are the guys who are carrying their helmets, wearing their gear, 
with the Ducati or the BMW or the Harley Davidson yeah. parked out front, and those are bikers. They're riding around Europe. They're bikers. In Australia, you're a bikey. No, bikey, you're, exactly. You're a bikey. No, right. Yeah, in, exactly. In, in Europe, you're a motard. A motard? No, Dustin, you're a motard. Yeah, I am a motard. <laughs> but uh, I, I always told them that I was a motorcycle enthusiast. Well, but uh, that, not a biker. That, to me, always is like, I'm dressed up as a motorcycle enthusiast for Halloween. Oh, you mean a gay biker? You know, like, there's always been the Rob Halford complex that goes along with it. And... I mean, I have that stuff at home. I can do that if I have to. Don't make me do that. But I, I do own those. Do you have assless chaps? Once again. <laughs> Sing it. All chaps are assless or else they'd be pants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love when Phil does that. <laughs> I have three pairs of chaps, by the way. One of them, two of them are leather. And only one of them is Hello Kitty. The, uh, <laughs> the other ones are totally hetero. But that's like, like that is the funny thing about people coming here, and they, go, I've had people walk into my shop before, look around, and go, "Oh no, man, uh, yeah, I, I thought this was a real motorcycle shop," <laughs> and they make that statement. I'm sitting there, I'm going, "Hold on, dude, stop, look around, you care." <clears throat> Right. Stop oh, collaborating. Well, just look around. Yeah, maybe 80s. Well, I think that the that's fact not that today. there's one scooter in there taints it. And, like, we joke all the time. When you line the bikes up outside, put the scooters in the back. Because <laughs> people don't want to go anywhere they might get scooter on them. And it's like cooties. It is like cooties. I got like, scooter oh cooties on And what people don't realize is scooters are fun as fuck. Yeah. Like, they are hilarious. And they're disturbingly quick. And I've had like a GTS 250 with the Power oh, Commander. Oh my god! Or a GTS 300. I, I own. I've had many scooters, including my the big future furry. boss has a GTS 250. Really? He wants a Power Commander. I told him like we do that. That needs a Power Commander. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it needs that and a pipe on it. Cream we'll make that pipe. Pitch. We'll make her hang the front wheel in the air. Yeah, cool. you can wheelie with wild abandon. Oh, my friend uh, Chris got rid of his. I don't know, 1,200cc cruiser. Yeah. And uh, bought a 150cc Vespa and said it's the most fun he's ever had in his life. Of course it is. He said, he was just like, oh my God, this right. is so much better. Exactly. He, like, he loves life. On Embrace this the game. bike. It's fun. You'll enjoy it. Great. <laughs> Keep your cruiser. Keep that. No, he sold it. Oh, he did sell it? Yeah, he, he got rid of it? it. Yeah, he sold it. And <laughs> That's funny. Bought the Vespa. I just love riding around because I, I have so many different bikes and all kinds of different stuff, and it's hilarious when you when you get that. I, today I'm riding my scooter. Like when you're riding your Stella, mm-hmm. and I'm pointing to Johnny Chrome. So now that you've done the sidecar ectomy, you can actually have fun again. Oh yeah, it's it's back to two <laughs> wheels, and it's back to two wheels. And sometimes when I want it to be one one wheel. wheel. Now that it doesn't have the extra weight right, on it. Yeah. You had a sidecar on a scooter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. It's a real popular yeah. thing, yeah. I mean, uh, we've, we've, we've done, done a, bunch a bunch of them. them. Yeah. yeah, they're, they're pretty okay. fun. My I've bike. got a sidecar on my Harley. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah we I bought mean, it when our daughter was born so she could travel yeah, with us. That's my, so cool. My kids got oh, big enough so to where cool. it's it was too much weight. So. Yeah, he's not getting a sidecar anymore. And we put her her uh, car seat in there and turned it around backwards yes. and wrapped it in just like you're Oh, that's cool, man. She traveled all over the country with us. Fantastic. And, like... That's the best example of like the the sidecar is giving you guys a family experience, or it's giving you a reason to go out and ride. And sidecars are fucking cool for that. And like when he had his rig, uh, 
his son would Luke would jump in that thing. Yeah, and Maria, both of them. They would fucking son all and over daughter. It. Yeah, all over it. Oh, I enjoy riding in it. They are. Yeah, they they argued over, and they're still doing it now that. Maria's like, well, you took Luke on the last run. Yeah, she was she was disappointed. She wanted to go on the furry ride. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna reschedule the furry ride. But I mean, that's that's. I was into happen. the furry ride, but I had to work that day. Well, we're yeah, gonna reschedule. I, it, so. I fixed my helmet with the horns on it and everything. Yeah. There's a amazing... I built a whole fucking bike. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole goddamn scooter in there. If you go on Amazon, there's some amazingly creepy shit you can buy at furry outfits and stuff. Like, oh my oh. god. Well, your daughter's <laughs> well, doing so. cosplay. Yeah, right. His daughter is doing well-adjusted yeah, yeah. cosplay. Uh, taking her to Colossal Con on Sunday. See, there you go. See, the uh, and I've always thought it was just funny. Like, I am a sucker for theme rides. So when we do the distinguished gentleman's ride, and you're like, I get to dress like a distinguished gentleman. I'm like, I'm in. Uh, and we're gonna do a Star Wars ride. I'm in. We're gonna do a furry ride. I'm in. Like, you give me a reason to ride. Give me a stupid excuse to combine dressing up and riding a motorcycle. I will come up. We'll, well, that's we'll, something you got to send us pictures of. We'll build something. We'll put that in the magazine. Did you see the furry bike yet? No. Go in the shop. <laughs> just in go the in the shop. shop. Just go in the back and go look to the right. Just look to I'll, the right. I'll give you a hint. You can't miss it. You can't miss I it. I bet it's furry. Just <laughs> stay on the right. When you see, <laughs> Think Chewbacca. When you see Chewbacca's scooter, yes, you'll know Chewbacca. you've arrived. For the for the Mid-Ohio Parade Lab, we should yeah. try to go a little bit like, make a yes. little effort. Like, that's a right. That's an excellent like point. disco or furry. We could do disco. Whatever. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Add afros to our helmets. <gasps> That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Holy shit. A helmet is just an afro holder. Yeah. I got it. Big giant afro helmets. That's brilliant. I like it. I'm in. Okay, cool. If nobody has a helmet that they want to put an afro on, I have a lot of extra helmets. I have shitty so. helmets off the ass. And I got like, it? we'll do he a full face with a full it. beard, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll do a giant afro beard. So, oh, see I'm it? in. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Looks like a one-eyed muskox. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, last uh, a couple of days ago, they had down here at Carol and John's comic book shop. They had the Rick and Morty. They had the Rick Mobile. So it's a Sprinter van that basically has Rick fiberglass <clears throat> giant like like thirty foot tall Throw Rick like, down on all fours. And the nerds were lined up around the plaza. So this was Comic Con for one TV show. To go and literally go into a van and purchase items that you can't get anywhere else. Inflatable toys that are about this particular science fiction series. So all the nerds in Cleveland who were worth their shit were standing in line for like seven hours. When I left here... It's the Comic-Con thing. There there was so much traffic going that way. Yeah. And then when I finally got on Rocky River Drive... You found out why. They were going around, yes, and then all the way down the alley. They went down the alley all the way around to the grocery store. To yeah, Marks. like as far as I could yeah. see, I was just so like, "Holy!" People shit. were in line for over six hours. More than <clears throat> ten blocks, then. Yep. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. It was crazy, and so Nuts. I went down there on the Chewbacca scooter. Is that Carol Dunbar Cleaver? Yeah, it's yeah. Well, no, it's no, it's Carol and John. That's different. They're uh, different. Yeah. Carol, I'm friends with John Dudas. Yeah, John Dudas has been doing this for a while, but <clears> so they hosted it. And I, I rolled down there in the afternoon on the Scubaca. So I go down there, and I, there's just a million nerds. And I was like, yes, my people. And so you can the way it was set up, I was able to just roll right in it. And I took a couple of pictures of me and the, the Rick you know the Rick Mobile, and that was cool. And then I was riding up and down the aisle, and I wanted to see how far the line was, because I'm not standing in a line 
but I'm going to exploit the line as much as I can. What are you? Uh, a quick question. Yeah. Hands up. Go ahead. What are you standing in line for? They're standing in line for the ability to walk into a van, essentially, to get the full tour of the. Per- no, 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 no. To purchase one of like eight or ten items that will only be available for purchase at this opportunity. Okay. And they're, you know, they're credit card only kind of thing, but like 12 items that you can't get through normal channels that are like ultimately collectible shit. Like, look, I got the inflatable sex doll thing. Right, and that, that actually was one of the items. But the, uh, yeah, if you look in the uh, stains and everything, there's a uh, there's one of the Rick and Morty episodes where there's uh, sex dolls are a big part of it, like sex robots are a big part of it. But anyway, I, I digress. So I went over there with the Scoopaka, and as soon as I pulled out and all the nerds saw it, they went ape shit. They went Chewbacca. They ah, you know, they were like Chewbacca scooter ah, and they're like, you didn't have to name it. They named it. Like it's better when the fucking thing finds itself. And so I'm riding along, and I've got the pipe on there, and it's kind of loud. So I'm like, rawr, 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 and the pipe kind of has a totally making a band of deer slayer. Yeah, it's deer slayer. So it's cool, and we're having a good time with it. <clears throat> and so I see some of my friends, and I go over and talk to my friend Steve. You know, he's a bartender guy, and we're hanging out, shooting shit for a little bit. Get you know, a bunch of people jump on the bike, take pictures as they do. Because it's a nerdy thing, you know? It's a Chewbacca scooter. It's fucking fun. And I go around the back of the building where they're lined up all the way back. And these people are like, I want to pet your scooter. And I'm like, yes, pet it. Fucking hug it. Like, why do you think we did so much work? We want you Stroke to interact it. with it. Stroke it. Enjoy it. It is the only scooter you want to hug. Stroke and man. Stroke man. Yes, there was a lot of adhesives used. It's a very adhesive. There was so much glue gun involved that a 16-year-old burnt his fingerprints off. Jarrett, the kid, the kid burnt off all of his fingerprints putting that fur on that scooter. Um, I did not lift a finger. I'm responsible for the design only. But yeah, so I took it over there, and of course, you know, after a couple of uh, wobbly pops, I decided it was a good idea to do smoky burnouts. And uh, it turns out that if you want to make a crowd go ape shit, nice. smoky burnouts on a fur-covered Vespa will do exactly what you want to do. Like the whole place went crit. Like it was fun. I, I couldn't get a good wheelie out of it, but the smoky burnouts were worth the tire. Yeah, they were worth the tire. And it was. They, I was like, here you go, and it worked great. What I discovered too is the zero. The zero does amazing smoky burnouts. Oh yeah. Oh my god. How long does that the last? Though? I would imagine for the end of time, I guess. Until the rubber goes away. <laughs> or the battery goes dead. Until the, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say conservatively, four hours. <laughs> I think the tire is going to expire before the battery does. But the uh, the zero electric motorcycle will make mad smoke. It's like a World War One destroyer, the way it lays down smoke. It's. I just pulled into a bunch of people, pointed the front of the motorcycle out, grabbed the front brake, and spooled up the back end. There's no clutch. It's direct. Power. I got to ride the Harley electric. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty awesome. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's really fun. You'd never know for a second that it was like, you're like, oh, I'm saving the environment. Fuck you. I'm going Ooh. fast. Until you try I'm to going race. really, really fast right now. It takes a minute to get used to no clutch, no shifting. Well, with electrics, any company that's tried to put in a gearbox and a clutch with an electric has had like some issues with it. The Bramo and the, the Victory. It's just not necessary. You don't need it. Just go straight off the power, man. Run straight from the motor to the back tire. Eliminate any sort of interference or wear. And the smiles just show up. Because 
and electric is just goofy. Like, well, when they can perfect a, an automatic yeah. transmission for a regular yeah. motorcycle, yeah. you'll see a lot of entry le- ri- uh, entry it's level riders coming. And that's right. what a lot of the scooters have. The scooters have all been doing it pretty great. Like yeah. we have a scooter in there that you don't need to look at the transmission for twenty five. I think clutching gears is what keeps a lot of people off of motorcycles. I think it does. They're afraid of them. Well, we have a lot of people coming to the shop. They're like, "What? What do you have here that I don't need to shift?" Yeah. I'm like, "I got scooters." And they're like, "No, scooters are gay." Mm. I'm like, "Well, this one goes 102 miles an hour, gets 75 yeah. miles to the gallon." And you don't need to look at the transmission for twenty five thousand miles. You can if, run away if, from the gaze. If you're that scooterphobic, I tried a little bit of that. Take the MSF course for fifty bucks. Yeah, really. You will learn yeah. how to drive a manual. Right. They'll teach you motorcycle. Yeah. From basically what walking in across the parking lot to and from guys who've taught thousands of people how to do it. Sure, and uh, one of our friends, yeah, Anna. No no, 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 no. Trust me. Uh, one of our friends, Anna, just got her MSF certification, so she's an instructor. So. Like, that's good because a lot of people weren't going into instruction. And it's nice to see that Anna decided to go in and become an instructor because that's kind of fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, I was in a, I worked for them years ago. I mean, in the 90s. And it was always fun to go there and to teach people how to ride. And I still to this day teach people how to ride. I love doing it. It's great to take people from, this is terrifying and I'm new to it, to, I love this, it's the greatest thing I've ever done. Um, I just got a text from Renee that says, yeah. yo, tell Phil we gotta go. Oh, is that Please. time? What time is it? It's, uh, we've been at this for about two hours. So. <laughs> what time is it? No, no, what it's, is the actual time? It's about time? 11. Okay, cool. We're good. It's 1049. All right, cool. We're good. Yeah, she just said, tell you. She said, Chuck goes Chuck on at 11. On. Oh, no, no, they were supposed to go on at midnight. All right. Chuck so. might go on at 11. Okay, so we're going to roll it. Where's this happening? Uh, the beach line. Oh jeez! So we're gonna wrap this up over there. The uh, so yeah, that's it. I mean, we've been going forever on the podcast, so you guys. Oh yeah, we're about two hours. Holy shit! My yeah. God! It's a good. Well, you know, we get outside and we get some whiskey in us, and things get crazy. Yeah, the, things uh, things get chatty. Yeah, people, people start smoking. Up. People show Just up. Drop in. <laughs> yeah, they drop in. All right. So, uh, anybody got anything else? Events coming up? Special stuff you want to know about? Extra special activities? Not right now. Okay, we're going to continue to promote AMA Vintage Days Mid-Ohio. Get out there, man. If you have never been there before, you should do it. Because it is motorcycles, version of Burning Man. It's just a bunch of stupid in one place. That's a good description. Yeah, it really is. It's, It's a celebration of all things motorcycle. Whether it's a Honda CT70 or a 2300cc Triumph. Everybody that's there is super duper into motorcycles. So if you've never been to an event like that, or a swap meet where you can start with, say, $300 and end up with a motorcycle. What is that, like 30 acres or something like that? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. If you think you're going to see it all in one day, you're not going to see it all in one day. Right. Yeah. Take a full day and really, really suck it in. Because remember, when you're done seeing the swap meet or you're done doing some demo rides, there's still motorcycle racing happening on the racetrack all weekend long. So you can watch vintage motorcycles, bikes from the 30s, bikes from the 40s, bikes from the 50s. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs slugging it out. (laughs) Sidecar rigs racing on literally the mid-Ohio racetrack is a big deal. Hair scrambles, yeah. motocross. Oh my god, barrel racing. <laughs> yeah. Pit bike racing. Pit bike racing is the dumbest thing you've ever seen, and we couldn't see enough of it. If you don't watch anything else there that's organized, watch the pit bike racing. Because the only rule is you have to have a helmet. 
Four o'clock in the morning, burn through a board burnout. Well, yeah. that also happens. All right, come and see us. We'll be in the back corner of the campgrounds. Look for the guys from Louisville Vintage Moto. It's the Look back for the corner. big yellow school bus. Look for bus. the big yellow school bus with the inflatable love dolls coming off the mirrors. That's us. And you'll know you've arrived at debauchery. Um, and if you're Sponsored a young... Sponsored by Beers for Boobs. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. Which is the most sad event of the entire week. Uh, but if you, are a, if you are a young lady who's trying to work your way through college on your assets alone, I do recommend you could make 45 to $60 the hard way that weekend. Totally uh, support. If you're willing to just go back and forth between the Boston where I'm sitting to bring me beers. We support single moms. We right. Totally. You're willing to support single moms. And if you're a strip club within a 10-mile radius of AMA Vintage Days, Mid-Ohio, uh, race car park course, and well, you're not advertising, you're wrong. Send out the troops. You need to send out the whole team. You need to be like the PBR street gang. You need to have people out there going, have you been to uh, Delilah's yet? Because at Delilah's, we're giving you two-for-one lap dances. And if you're not marketing to that environment, you're wrong. There's we'll a, dance on both of your laps. There's a bunch of... There's a bunch of me out there. There's a bunch of guys exactly like me who are like, look, I got a whole weekend to do nothing but motorcycle shit all weekend long. And it is fun. I mean, it's it's stupid fun. So get your ass to AMA Vintage Days. It's a place that most wives won't touch. No, no, they try it once or twice, and then they realize it's just not for them at all. All right, man, yeah. you got to go grab her name. All right, I'm going to go pick up the Badger. And sign up for the Ride and Roll. Yeah, sign up for Ride and Roll. It's if you free. Live in Ohio, you get a passport right here. Yeah, yeah. Goes through October 1st. If you're in Ohio, do this thing. It's stupid. Like, every good motorcycle shop has got these riding on magazines in there. Grab your little passport book and go get a bunch of this shit. If the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to meet a lot of interesting people, go into a bunch of cool shops and see some cool bikes. I mean, that's what you're going to do. And somebody's going to hand you an electric dicey Put device. Put some miles on your bike. Put some miles on your bike. Exactly. You'll meet other people to ride with. Everybody who's come in has been super cool. All right, guys. That's it. Remember to uh, drive fast and take chances. John McElfresh, will you lead us out? Bum, <laughs> <laughs>